The Tumbling Saber Podcast is a proud member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Connect with us on Twitter and Facebook. Subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts. Visit our base at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Everybody, welcome back. We are in a post Rise of Skywalker world. What an amazing time it's been, man! Uh, I'm Kyle. I'm Corey, and I'm Carlos. Welcome back, everybody. How you doing? Hi, hi, how's this movie sitting with you? Has it split your mind in two? Has it split your fandom in two? How you doing, everybody? Guys, what's going on? How, uh, how have you? Been, how how has the post Rise of Skywalker world been treating you, Corey? What's up, man? Uh, yeah, definitely, uh, still gonna probably need to see it a third time. I've seen it twice thus far, but I will say right off the bat that, uh, the online discourse is very saddening. I, I expected it, but not so much to this degree. And, uh, that, that part of it's kind of upsetting. You know what I mean? Like I had my issues with the film and especially after, after the first viewing, I was, I was actually quite upset. I had uh, I had a bad sleep <laughs> Friday morning. I, I had a very bad Friday. No, I don't know. I was uh, conflicted. I was you were, you were conflicted. You yeah, sir. And I wanted to love it. Wow. You, you know me. Out of all people, I wanted to love the film, and definitely after the few, first viewing, I definitely didn't love it. That's for sure. I'll say that. You had a true to life Homer Simpson moment, guys out there. I am not joking when I tell you, and there were witnesses. That we got out of the theater and we were hanging out outside the door past the theater around where the pop can- popcorn stand is. People are, people who haven't seen it, getting ready to go in. And Corey at the top of his lungs is talking about spoilers from the movie. <laughs> Openly and loudly. The five of us are standing around and we're like, our jaws are on the floor. We're like, Corey, shut up, man. <laughs> <laughs> was he doing the Homer Simpson? Yes. <laughs> Well, that was that was missing, but it was like I can't believe Darth Vader's Luke's father. It was exactly that. I was like, "What are you doing?" And it's it's not this wasn't done with any irony. This was just Corey's pure frustration coming out and not giving a rip. (laughs) Everybody else was talking about it as well. So no, no, we were all like hushed tones. We're talking quietly. You're like, I only I only raised my voice at the swears. So like no no your 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 volume was elevated sir elevated and that's another thing too I mean I think we should put a disclaimer on this episode because I think there might be some expletives no no there won't be it's very possible well I can tell you the <laughs> in the final product there won't be so please help me help you um help me Excellent. help me is really help me help me <laughs> oh, one of the things that was pretty awesome though like. Just the build up to, and I was also that Homer Simpson guy where coming into the theater, like we pulled this off, like, oh, it was so sweet. The movie started at seven. I knew there was going to be like 20, 30 minutes of previews anyway, but we walk in, you know, and it was seven on the dot. As soon as I turned the corner to like face the theater, I just screamed at the top of my lungs, man, yeah, you know, I got a pretty, uh, pretty resounding cheer back. And then, fun, and then one guy saying, sit down. 
no, no. One guy said what he said was he's like you're no Jedi. Yeah, he said sit said, down. You're no Jedi. <laughs> and he was not pleased. Hey, we, he was not pleased. We should have seen what that wiener looked like though. <laughs> it, it pleased me to have that guy say it to me. Man, it sucked that I wasn't there with you guys to continue the tradition. Well, the tradition got kind of blown up. It got blown up. Like I, I didn't join. I wasn't able to join Corey and Eric for dinner. The whole night was sort of different than than what we had gotten used to. By the time by the time you guys were in the theater, I was still at work. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> oh yeah, I got I got home probably at eight 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 fifteen. I showered, uh, made my oldest son shower. I I surprised him that we were gonna go watch the movie together. And uh, we rushed off to the to Kirkland to the the Coliseum and for the nine thirty showing. So while I was strolling in, you guys were just finishing up. Yeah, man, just picking ourselves up off the mat. At least I was. At least I was. I walked. I walked out of the film. Pretty like I obviously conflicted. This this movie we knew we all knew going in like this was going to be a conflicting movie. Like I don't think I don't know that anybody. Like last week I was saying again. Be ready to be challenged because this is going to push us a little bit. It it has to. There was no way to make this movie easy, just like a bowl of chicken noodle soup. That wasn't going to happen. That was. I don't think that was ever in the cards for this. Um, but yeah, it was. It was all in all, it was a pretty good night. Let's uh, let's 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 just cut right to the chase here. Let's get into our thoughts. This episode will be full on spoilers, uh, but we'll start with our. Let's just start with our spoiler-free overall thoughts on the movie without delving into any specific points. Uh, Carlos, can you verbalize at this point your spoiler-free thoughts? Uh, yes. So um, coming out of the film, I, I, I felt a little um, like things were disjointed. Uh, I felt like there it was a, the backstory was a little convoluted, um, but the visuals were stunning. Uh, the story was satisfying. Uh, and I came to the conclusion that uh, for somebody who wanted to like the movie, uh, there were many, many things that you could hang your hat on and like in the movie. Yep. And, and for those who didn't want to like the movie, uh, there were a few things that they could... Uh, hang their hat on uh, and say, "See, I, this is why the movie's not good." And I could understand both um, both arguments, uh, although uh, I don't want to live in the negative. So uh, I, I when when I left the movie theater, I think I, I texted you guys in the in our uh, we have our little tumbling saber little chat, and I wrote um, that movie was a piece of garbage. <laughs> And I was I was actually being sarcastic um, because I knew people were going to say that. And uh, Corey's like, yeah, man, I don't know how I feel about it. I was like, holy cow, really? Like, I, I wasn't expecting Corey's reaction. Um, but uh, I think the second viewing really made a big difference for me um, as far as uh, the little um, the little bugs. Uh, but overall, I would say that uh, it's uh, on the in the upper half of Star Wars movies for me. Yeah, n- nice job. I I lost lots there that I agree with. What about you, Corey? 
first, I'll, I'll kind of break it down into two ways. Maybe like maybe the first time that I watched it, uh, I was on the same page as Carlos. Like I thought it was convoluted, uh, wasn't much cohesion. The plot was just very clunky and fast. And was I didn't it know McClunky? where it was at one point. What's that? <laughs> was no. it McClunky? <laughs> no. Anyhow, it, it was just there was so much to it that I, I thought was, I mean, some of it, I found the storytelling, some of it to be lazy. Uh, I just, uh, I don't know. There, there was just too much happening the first time, the first go around. Uh, the second go around, I kind of, I felt like I was able to just go along for the ride, as opposed to maybe analyzing it and being on the edge of my seat and just wanting to absorb everything, like you and said, Kyle. I think that that's a big part of it. And once you're so in depth, like uh, entranced, it's almost you take yourself out of the magic. So definitely the second time I watched it, I was able to kind of let go and get swept away, which was really, really nice. But uh, the film is not without its problems, which I guess we'll get into later. But uh, I still had a lot, a lot of fun. Like it, it was a Star Wars movie. It was a heavy, heavy Star Wars movie. There was a lot, like you said, Carlos, there was a lot you can hang your hat on, a lot to love within the film. I mean, even if there were a lot of things you didn't like. Uh, the big crux thing here, which we'll talk about again later, is that this is episode nine. So uh, did it do? Did the trilogy and all that do its job? That's left to be, to be said, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, you know, fandom has been a bit of a mess trying to sort that out. Um but yeah, I thought the, you know, the the movie was was constant. It was it was unrelenting, and it really used up like every minute of that of that runtime. Um, the action was great, really great. The visuals were just were jaw dropping. The music was terrific. The nostalgia button got mashed a bunch of times, and for me, in, in all the right ways, I was I was figuratively on the edge of my seat. Uh, at times, Corey had had me scratching my head. Like I, I'm like, what? Is, what? <laughs> all this, all this packed into like two hours and twenty minutes. Um, but I think the biggest thing I feared about JJ taking over is that he he'd kind of maybe try to play it safe and make everybody happy. And I think that's what he did. <laughs> yeah, and I that was an expected direction. That's um, an unfortunate direction. To, uh, that's one thing that I really take out of this is I feel like the film. Like you said, it didn't want to pull any punches. It wasn't bold. It was just like, let's just cram all this stuff into here. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I totally agree with that. I, I can from a certain point of view, of course. But depending on the direction you thought, and of course we know that that a lot of people thought different things about where this movie should go. And if JJ had committed to one or other or the other, fandom would the discussion surrounding surrounding this movie would would look a lot different. You know, and again, we will get into that, but uh, I can't. I can't say that I'm surprised. Like this was through and through uh, a J.J. Abrams movie. Like he makes big movies with varying levels of depth to it. So, like if if you just want Star Wars to be entertaining, I bet you love this. And if you wanted this movie to be more than that, then maybe you didn't like it quite as much. But for the movie itself, like it was a little bit convoluted at points. A lot of things going on that appear out of nowhere. Uh, it, this movie was not, when compared to its predecessor, it's not nearly as artful a movie uh, or or uh, philosophical as as the Last Jedi. But you know that comes down to to 
JJ versus Ryan as filmmakers. But overall, I'm I'm really happy with the rise of Skywalker. Again, some things are going to take getting used to, and we'll talk about that. But I I do think I do think that it wrapped things up in a pretty satisfying way. So uh, yeah, I, I I'm pretty I'm pretty happy. But uh, no, st- again, we don't really have a structure for this show. Usually we we have show notes what, to illustrate what we're going to talk about. This week we're j- I think we're just going to pick through the movie at random. So. Let's start, how about let's start with one of the big deals coming into this flick was uh, Resolving Leia. Like, how did, how did Resolving Leia work for you, Carlos? Do you think it was well done? Uh, this was one of my big fears. Uh, and I can't say, I mean, there were a couple of parts where you could definitely notice the CG uh, a little bit. and uh, But overall, I think... I'd have to give Leia's part in this movie a 9 on 10. Absolutely. I thought it was so, so well done. And she was in it more than I thought she'd be. Yep. You know, and not that she had a huge, huge role, but JJ was right. She was at the heart of this movie. And she played a role. She impacted the movie in a big way. The dialogue was... Uh, you could tell that they had to write around it a little bit now that we knew how that sausage got made. But it's it's kind of a it's it's sort of a minor miracle that we got this to begin with. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's one of the one of the highlights for me was um, Leia's story and knowing what they had to do and what they had to not, work with. Yeah, and and how yeah exactly how to make the workarounds to actually kind of make it fit. It was a minor miracle. Yeah, and it, oh god, like the the work they did in expanding her her Jedi training. Like it just made oh, man. it just made her ending just so much easier to digest. Dude, that scene, the the throwback scene Ooh. with her and Luke. Look at her go, man! Wow, and not not only that, the the, the CG of a young Luke, the de aging of uh, young Luke and and of Leia was best I've seen in in. Um, I mean, it rivals Sam Jackson in in Captain Marvel. Like it it was. Fantastic! Like I feel like they just ripped footage right out of Empire Strikes Back. Almost, it, it was very, very close. They almost looked like they were on Endor. Like it was. Um, like, yeah. When when, it, the, when his blast shield went up, like my wife gasped. She's like, "Oh my god, it's perfect!" And my wife's picky for yeah. that kind of stuff. Like the 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 young Leia was a little bit uncanny valley esque. Like you could tell a little yeah. bit. Yeah, Luke was definitely. But yeah, because I, I almost feel like they just pulled footage. From Empire Strikes Back. Almost, yeah. Oh, God, it was so good. Um, Yeah, her story, I thought her story was wrapped up super well. And the way that she kind of goes out, which we'll get into as we start talking about Ben Solo, I suppose, at some point. Just the way that she goes out, I thought was was superb. Her interactions with Rey. See, Jedi Master Leia. Like, she's been all things now. Like, Princess Leia. General Leia. Master Leia, come on, man! Like the things that they've been able to do with this character, I'm it's 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 astounding. I'm I I hope that uh, Carrie Fisher, watching from wherever she's watching right now, is proud of what what became of her character. Now, the Master Leia part was uh, was a, a deep cut for me a few months ago, and I'm I'm so happy that it made its way into the movie somehow. It didn't make it into the crawl, but it did. It did make it into the uh, into the film, and I, I really loved that part. 
Can we talk about the crawl? Can we talk about the crawl now? That we're, we're, yeah, we're I, I just want to mention something here. Like, we know we know that like uh, Leia was going to be under the microscope and scrutinized the first time around, and even myself, I found myself, you know, really paying attention a little more or perking my ears up when she was on screen, you know, to to see. And like Kyle said, you can kind of see how they wrote around it a bit. But all in all, it worked, and I'm really, uh, like you said, Carlos, since 9 on 10 at least, they really did a lot with the character for, I guess, with what they had for the amount of time that she was in the film as well. It was, it was pretty well done. Yeah, and then most importantly, they, they did her justice, I found. Yep. It just wasn't this, this, let's get her in there just to say she's in there and get her out quickly. Like, they, they integrated her into the main storyline, and they I don't feel like they rushed her out. I don't feel like they, they just said, let's, okay, we can't do this anymore. Let's, <laughs> let's get her out. It's kind of, I'm kind of sad that she's not there alive at the end, but uh, the trade-off is that, you know, she's sort of retired in the light side of the force. And once upon a time, I didn't want to see a force ghost Leia because I thought it would be contrived, but they did the legwork to make it believable. So, um, yeah, well, in your face in my face I, I, happy happy to take it in my face for that <laughs> <laughs> see that's the thing about about social media today One, if, if you if you carve out an opinion you have to die on that hill otherwise you're a flip flopper no I can change my mind if somebody changes my mind and they did they they proved me wrong I'm, I'm glad that uh, they did they did the necessary work for me to enjoy what the, the, what they did with Leia. Uh, let's let's um, let's talk about. I'm sure. And we'll, I'm sure we'll come back to Leia as we discuss the movie in, in greater detail. But uh, let's talk about. Oh, you want to talk about the crawls, Carlos? Yeah, seeing as how uh, it's that's how the movie starts. We yeah, could, uh, yeah, we could start with that. Uh, so my my opinion on this was uh, when I first read it, I'm like this. Like it feels like. One of the powerful friends had a bit too many drinks and and throw <laughs> and gave us a crawl. <laughs> I, I was I was um, <clears throat> okay. Let me uh, try to be as diplomatic as possible here. Um, one of my favorite Star Wars movies is Revenge of the Sith, uh, and for me, out of the first six movies, that was the weakest of all the crawls. This one was worse. Uh, so out of all nine saga movies, I think that this crawl uh, lacked um, imagination, uh, lacked uh, the phrasing uh, to make it more of a star. It didn't. It didn't sound Star Wars. It sounded like something I would have written, and that's not good. Like I, that's not my job. I thought. So it, I, I thought. It, uh, I thought it sounded very eerie. It not- sounded almost like a horror. The dead speak. Like no, I, yeah. I, 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 thought, I thought it felt very pulpy, which I thought was appropriate given Star Wars. But it it did like you read that first paragraph and you're like, whoa! Like there's there's verbiage in there that we've never seen before. But I, I, I do, don't mind. Sorry, go. Well, I was just gonna say I, I like that they got right to it with Palpatine. I don't like. I like that they didn't tease us and make us wait 45 minutes into the movie to bring that out. It was boom. We're get we're hitting the floor running with this. Yeah, that that that's one of the things that took me out of it, to be honest. Like right away, like uh, like Carlos said, like I I felt like it was a very okay crawl, 
but that there it 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 almost took me right out of the film. It took like, me honestly. Like, it took me fifteen twenty minutes to 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 get into the movie just to digest that crawl on my first viewing, and it it took me out of the the first sequence of the film, which was fantastic on second viewing. So it, I I just I feel that 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 didn't help the viewing experience for 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 people reading that crawl. I I, I don't think that that the crawl did the job it was supposed to do. But well, like 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 Kyle said, I think it kind of it does in the sense that the film you hit the ground running and it's just like go 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 and they don't have time. Yeah, but see, this <laughs> you know is the I mean? this is the problem with the movie and this is the problem with the with, with uh, this is where I agree with some of the criticisms of the movie is that there, it feels like um, I love the Last Jedi for what it was, um, but it didn't set up this movie enough. So there was too much packed into this movie, and I, and I love the thrill ride. Don't get me wrong. Like, and I I would have much more enjoyed this movie as a three hour movie as opposed to a two hour and twenty minute movie. Um, and I understand why they had to do it that way. It just it sucks to have episode eight and episode nine feel so far apart. See that that's what, I'm gonna have to disagree with you there because I've heard Kyle say that as well in the sense that you know. Ryan did too much and he, he gave them uh, carte blanche and a blank slate to do whatever. But no, there were lots of notes to be picked up on. Um, there was also more time that he could have used. Like the film was by, by no means the longest Star Wars film. It could have been, say, an extra 10, 15 minutes longer. And I, doing that on film, you can add quite a bit of storyline within that 10 to 15 minutes if you're doing it right. It didn't have to be as rushed in that sense, but at the same time, like I said, like JJ uh, had plenty to work with to make this work. But yes, he, again, he probably had to act maybe a little quicker to get to get the ball rolling, and hence the whole Palpatine thing, which again is one of my gripes about the film is that it just it seems like going to that well because it's just easy and it's there, you know. Well, yeah, we'll we'll talk about Palpatine next, but yeah, for, I mean the crawl. Although you know, I will say the third paragraph of the crawl kind of lines up with the third paragraph that I had, a little bit, in in that it's going to set up a rampage in Kylo. That's yeah. So, uh, yay! I get a third of a point there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I thought yeah, it was kind of a crazy crawl, but I'm 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 kind of okay with that. I'm an, again, I'm a, I'm an easy mark for Star Wars period. The more crazy Star Wars gets, almost I almost like it more. The more bizarre it gets. Um, yeah, bizarre is good. I'm okay with bizarre. Me too. I'm okay with bizarre, but I just I don't want to feel like uh, I don't want to feel like I'm not in a place I understand. Yeah, and and on first viewing, that's what I felt. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, but 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 on like I said, on second viewing, when you know what to expect, and I was actually able to sit down and read the crawl and kind of remember it and 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 see it again, and it's like okay, I I, I get it now, and I know what to expect, and now I'm in the movie and I'm happy, and it takes off like a rocket and it's fantastic. The yeah. first half hour of this movie is probably the best first half hour of any Star Wars movie. That's funny because for me, like that was the, the first half hour, which like I was like, "Whoa, there's so much happening here." 
Like I, yikes! Like slow down, yeah, guys. Kyle, within like 15 minutes, to me, he's just like, I don't know. I was, I was like totally taken out of it by that point, almost like just like, ugh. Kyle was like, this thing is cooking, and I was like, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway, like that's, but it, it's 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 hard for me to put into words how like transformative I think the second viewing was. And I walked Corey, like Corey was there. Like I walked out of the, of the first viewing going, yeah, I like that a lot. There's some issues for sure. But man, coming out of that second viewing, I was like blown away. It was almost like I saw a different movie. Like it just hit me so much harder. Um, let's talk about Palpatine. Well, let's just get like, go right off the crawl. Like, I think something that was skipped over there is landing on Mustafar. I thought that was really cool. Like, you don't really know that, per se. You can kind of guess. But it is kind of, I think, in the the visual dictionary, if I'm not mistaken. Something like that. But the first planet where he gets the the Wayfinder. Yep. Where he's fighting. And those, those people, they're all, like, disciples of Vader or something like that, you know? Yep. That's, yeah, that's, that's Mustafar, man. Weird. When when did trees get to Mustafar? But listen, I, I've always had the question, how is there breathable air on Mustafar if it's just a volcanic planet? Well, there seems like there's a patch of trees somewhere. <laughs> well, look, supposedly, uh, Hawaii I, I think... was built from volcanoes and, you know, the lava cools and then vegetation grows. So what it is, too, is that I heard, I think it's canon, too, because I saw it online. People were like defending that point. And it's the fact that the the planet's now healing. That now that Vader's not around. Yeah, that's that's just fandom. I think. I think. No, the no, no. Sci- that was written science. in the book. Yeah, in one of the books. It now. was, it was like already canon. volcanic before Vader got there. Anyway, th- but that, there was something about it. It got pulled out of its orbit or something, and the gravity. There was something about it that I, I had read that. In the Star Wars comic, uh, Lord Moman was screwing around on Mustafar, so it's always been a bit of a target for Sith. Anyway, back to Palpatine. <laughs> like, Sideshow side one. Like he, this was, I mean, for me, the toughest part for me to swallow coming into the film. Like, how did he survive Death Star 2? And I like that he's back because he's so much fun as a villain. And he's such a great villain. And I, and I know that they say that, you know, Palpatine was the plan all along. I don't know. I don't that's, know. That's not true, man. <laughs> There's there are there are for and against that argument. I don't know where I sit anymore. Before I was like, yeah, this is totally a thing that could be true. After seeing the movie, I I, I don't know. I don't. I really don't. And I, if that were the case, they should, it would have been alluded to a little more. Well, I, you can't blame it on Ryan Johnson because he actually names him, where he's he's nowhere to be. He's nowhere seen in, TFA. in episode seven. He's no. nowhere in TFA, and he's... I don't know. I, I think I think Palpatine's... Like I, I just, and, and Palpatine is not even named in The Last Jedi. Luke calls him Darth Sidious. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like, I, you can't blame Ryan on that. The uh, only other know. two clues that have come along our way and that we've sniffed out over the years is that I think Adam Driver at one point said that she's royalty or something along those lines a couple of years ago. And the other thing was someone had mentioned it a long time ago, but I think it's in the Force Awakens. Her fighting style, she has I that forward stab 
yeah, of the Palpatine. I, I mentioned that right away uh, about about her fighting style is that when um, when she's acting out of anger, she's stabbing forward like Palpatine does uh, when Mace Windu tries to arrest him. And then only when um, she's pushed up against the edge um, of Starkiller Brace that's cracking and she starts breathing and Kylo says, I could show you the ways of the Force. And she closes her eyes in Force. And then she starts fighting like Anakin. Yeah. Anakin Skywalker. There, there, yeah, for sure. We, I, I saw, I noticed that too the first time seeing TFA. But like, I, I, now I can't shake the feeling that he was only in it be, because Snoke was killed off. And, and JJ couldn't have brought in any other puppet master. And, and Kylo, he was never going to carry the mail as the villain in the movies because you know we, they they didn't they didn't need that though still there was other ways of writing around that especially when you have this well, their the, dyadic the nature a, the movie needs a villain not you don't necessarily know that like it doesn't need do. a villain and we have okay look you have the first order they're the villain right they're yeah, going to destroy the galaxy you, nah but you need that overseer type villain that that's yes always... but there's more to it than that they could have done something with the force that could have been dire or cons- dire consequence to the galaxy something like that think... their connection led for so much more storytelling than to just rely on good old palpatine yeah but you also in my opinion it's, it's also not a surprise that he's back like we knew we knew since no, we April. knew yeah, but no, I, no, we no, didn't we know that, that he was going to be in corporeal form there. Like, you know what I mean? Well, we knew that yeah, since they, from the trailer too. It could have no, been. You like, saw, all you saw was a hood, right? Come on. <laughs> uh, all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is that the, it could have been uh, a, a general pride, and knowing that he was a devotee of of Palpatine from the Empire. Um, it could have been him who was maybe force sensitive and uh, pulling the strings, maybe communing with Palpatine to to to, to raise this this hidden fleet. Uh, it didn't have to be Palpatine, um, but you don't, even need, you don't even need like another force sensitive person. Like all they needed was Ray and Kylo's connection with the Force and the First Order. They could have still went after this. Uh, what is it? The the last order. They could have found this fleet that was hidden by Palpatine back in the day, or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, but if you have somebody who's who's working on it behind the first order's back while being part of the first order, it kind of uh, it, it goes back to what I had written a while ago about there being a wedge driven inside the first order between multiple factions. Uh, they could have done it that way, but they did it this way, and I'm okay with it. And we don't have to beat a dead horse of what wasn't done. <laughs> we could just well, talk about to be what honest, was that's, done. That's a, it's a big part of the film, right? The whole Palpatine thing, and yeah. So let's focus on that. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, what yeah it, that's, that's what it is. I want I want to focus on what's in the movie, not what's not in the movie. Yeah, I agree <laughs> with you, but like I'm allowed to have problems with Palpatine sure. being in the film. Sure, no, absolutely, but we don't have to talk about how they could have done something different. Yeah, obviously they could have done a million different things. Um, yeah, I don't want to say what they could have and couldn't have done, to be honest. But like with Palpatine, it was it was a little rough to see him there with all those tubes and you know the white eyes and all that makeup. 
I like no, I that. I thought it was cool. Yeah, I like that part. Like, it's because look, he went down. In a, he went down. Uh, it wasn't just a regular elevator shaft. Like, <laughs> he was thrown down. Uh, the Death Star. Like, but if Maul could survive being cut in half, I think it's plausible that Palpatine could be um, could could survive that fall. Even though the Death Star blew up, which is kind of like a well, little... That's the thing, though. Like, he didn't survive. He says it in the movie, like, I've been dead before or whatever it is, you know? Like, no, somewhere he, he along the lines... he's like, been left for dead. Like, he, he's, he's, been, he's been erased in a way. I, I get the impression that it's more something like these people, his followers, kind of went after him, found his corpse, and reanimated him with all this, like... Uh, the ooze you know what i mean mm. like they also had snoke in a jar of formaldehyde good there's multiple snokes there was two snokes oh yeah yeah, yeah, there, was, there, was, yeah more, there was more than one snoke yeah, yeah. yeah yeah there was at least there was, there was at least two in that in that jug how'd you like yeah, to take, take a sip of that tanks. broth mm. Ugh. <laughs> you sure it wasn't just his like legs and his upper torso all, no 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 all snokes two, are in two, two pieces <laughs> It was two torsos. Okay, again, like sticking with Palpatine for a sec. Like I, I like that they they came right out with it. Like we talked about, how would this affect the prophecy? How would this affect Anakin's redemption? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you continue, Anakin's redemption has nothing to do with Anakin, the prophecy of the Chosen One. Correct. It's a personal okay, so choice. Lo- Exactly. Okay. So let's. People are are putting those two things together, and they're saying Palpatine coming back uh, takes away Anakin's redemption, and it's not the case. Anakin is redeemed because he chose Luke. Exactly because he saves Luke. That is Anakin's redemption. That has nothing to do with him destroying the Sith. Not and and Mace Windu says the prophecy could have been misread. So we don't know what the prophecy is. Oh, the, def- the it was de- in my opinion the po- prophecy was definitely mi- misread because it, Anakin didn't balance shit. Yes, he did. It says yeah, okay. in the movie. It's Corey. You can't argue this. He stuff. says it. He An- says it. Anakin oh says. God. Anakin says it. Like remember that time, this guys. Is, okay, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. There's there's like, there's such things as opinions, and then there's fact. In Last Jedi, Luke says there was balance, and now Anakin is saying. At the end of the movie, restore the balance as I did. It's it's in the movie. It's black and white. This is objective. Says, you know what? My problem with it is, in my opinion, it's lazy. It's lazy, and it it, it goes That's against fine. what George did. It goes totally against what George did. It's been fifteen, thirty years, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Okay, but what if I told you George was going to bring back Palpatine? Then I'd like to see how he did it. Because I don't no, think I, I don't. this. Uh, there, there, like are, there this are articles, has... and I, I think there's one in the Facebook group uh, that David posted up a few days ago that it there is reference to it that George would have brought back Palpatine for for nine, or at least for this trilogy. Well, I would like to see how he'd done it. We'll never know. So I, anyway, like it's it's yes, this is obviously one of the big sticking points of the movie. What's he doing back in the first place? Well, he he died, but somehow, and it, I, I like that the one the first lines that we hear out of his mouth is the dark side is a is a pathway to many abilities, some considered to be unnatural. It's, no, but it, JJ hates the prequels. Why would he? 
Why would he like validate what he said in the prequels? Wah! And yeah, that was actually kind of cool. Like that if was, you're gonna, that was that fantastic. Was awesome. That is that's yes. so, that, that that's passing the smelling salts around to the audience. Absolutely, that's what that is. And if you've ever had a smelling salt under your nose, they're powerful. Like that is the wake up. This we're we're talking to you here, audience. <laughs> and he knew, and which, and I think it it retroactively makes. Um, Palpatine a better villain a more twisted a-hole like he knew now now I, I look at, at uh, Revenge of the Sith and when he's telling Anakin that uh, well you know uh, maybe we'll work together and we'll figure out the secret he knew he already knew he yeah. already knew and he just did he wanted to just dangle that carrot for Anakin of course ah. it's just a manipulation Cause it I, makes I, Palpatine an even better a better uh, villain you're absolutely. right absolutely I think it makes it makes the prequels better in that respect. So in, yep. in that way, for Palpatine to to die and allow that prophecy to be fulfilled, which George says was fulfilled, um, but for him to sort of, and Corey, this is you know, I had a side chat with Rick about the movie, and he said, and I told, I'm like, yeah, Corey wasn't too thrilled with it. He's like, I can't believe it. Like the whole movie's a loophole. How did Corey not like that? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Palpatine found the loophole and he allowed it somehow he was able to maintain his essence out there and then his little Sith acolytes got his body into this undead form which I think they went to good lengths with the, with the, like the milk eyes and the the missing fingers like they went to a good like, length to show that this is just an not animated even missing corpse. fingers like you you see like straight down his fingers at one point too in the second viewing you caught this like there's just like they were like split, like he's just been pieced back together. Yeah, like, like they, they, it's a, he's a reanimated corpse at that point. And I, I, I love that. I love that they did this with Palpatine. And then it's it, like it, uh, the Conjuring meets Star Wars. Yeah, like the, it brought that horror element to Star Wars, which I thought was really, really cool. And and again, like if I don't think you know, if we're gonna get all precious about the prophecy and balance, we should have done. We we should have had that conversation five years ago when they said that they were doing a sequel. Because I did, <laughs> I've always maintained that even this to a certain degree, it's like it changes the, the prophecy in a way and it makes it come to fruition. They just don't have the courage to really say it or re- rewrite it or tell George Lucas that, oh, we did it. Or, But in a way it does balance the force and it still kind of stays in the family and it's all due to Anakin's offspring. Well, like, look. Like- once we knew these movies were being kicked off, the sequel trilogy, we we knew from that moment that whatever Anakin did was being cut short. Whatever balance and whatever fulfillment of a prophecy that took place, that got cut short. By how many years? Take your pick. Anywhere between 2 and 25, let's say. I don't know when the balance truly came off the wheels, off off the rails, but that... That happened then. That didn't happen because of what what happened in, in Rise of Skywalker. No, you know? but it could have been it could have been written in a different way. Where of course it could it could have incorporated it. You know what I mean? Like before, like you're saying before we we knew there was a movie coming out. Therefore, the prophecy, blah blah blah. But like I'm saying that the films at that point still could have incorporated it. You know what I mean? I don't, I think they wanted to just have their cake and eat it too, which. We'll have a greater that, conversation. That's what they did. That's what they did. <laughs> For sure. And, and there's a conversation. Look, and I'm, 
you know, I, I recognize all this stuff, but there's a conversation to be had at some point about whether or not these movies should exist at all. Should they have kickstarted this this new era under Disney's ownership and gone past this era completely? That's a conversation that I know we're going to speak about on Luminous Beings, but we could do that too. Uh, but we're not going to do that I'll, today. I'll answer that quickly. For, in, in my, my short answer well, yeah. to that question is is basically if they ever make a box set of nine, I won't be getting it. I will keep my six of the original Skywalker saga, and I'll have the other three on Blu-ray or whatever, but I'm not going to go the extra mile and – you're that get the nine, you know what I mean? It? Really? Serious? Yep. Wow. Yeah. All look, right. look at that. Look at that out of the left field. <laughs> it's okay, Corey. You could you could come look at my nine nine movie set because I know you will. Bah, yeah, I'll have a look. And then you go. Oh man, I really want this. Yeah. <laughs> Depends how much it costs. Uh, three hundred and something. It's it's already listed on the Best Buy site. No, thank you. No, thank you. It's probably been taken down off the Best Buy Canada site, but they did they did have it up, and it was sort of out there for a while. It's coming. It is absolutely coming. Uh, late March, I think, is is the release. So yeah, now then Palpatine, he's he's dead this time, right? Do we do we well, think he's actually dead this time? Well, I think yeah, I think he was. <laughs> yeah, I think he was disintegrated. I think it's yeah. The, yeah. I think I think this that, that'll do it for Palpatine. Yeah, I love Raiders of the Lost Ark. True. I like that. I like that that analogy. But yeah, um, I, I think because we know that the good guys are going to win, Like, I, I think I never really felt threatened by Palpatine in this one. And yes, he's, he had this overwhelmingly huge fleet of Star Destroyers, each with a Death Star equivalent cannon. Yeah, that was too much. It's yeah, it's whatever. I don't know. Fleet of Death Stars. Come on, man. I was like, really? I don't mind the fleet of Death Stars. I don't mind the fleet of Death Stars. It's the cannons. The planet-killing cannons. Like, he doubled down on Starkiller Base. Yeah, it's like... Uh, anyway, whatever. It's, it's, that's four. Yeah. I mean, I, I think planet... Like, the over... The big, huge over arching weapon is, is almost like a thing in in almost any movie like we watched the first avenger tonight captain america you've got those those mega bombs that will wipe out entire cities like there's always the one like the, the huge weapon that everybody's got to stop because it will kill us all star wars has always had that and it, it probably needs that like if, if you're talking about a galaxy you need something to threaten the galaxy not just that side of the galaxy. Well, speaking about the threats of the film, like one, one, another thing that's a bit of a gripe for me is that, you know, we had it in the last Jedi where we had the, the countdown clock, right? When we look at the, the amount of fuel that they had left and that was it, you know, okay, there's, we have six hours of fuel left, you know, we're in dire, dire straits here. And this movie straight off the bat, I think it was 16 hours on the clock. You know what I mean? And if you look at the amount of planets and space they need to travel within, you know, when you talk about time or what is it, uh, the speed of story or whatever it is. The speed of plot. The speed of plot. Holy cow. In this film, you know, it's like, Lando, Chewie, you guys go back to the center, like central core, alert everybody, and be back here in 15 minutes. 
Time's a ticking. That's Star Wars. I hope you don't have an issue yeah. with that now, Corey. No, I don't. But <laughs> in this film, it was very evident because they were planet hopping a bit. Like everything was like, all right, it's just like the next planet over. Boop. Speed of plot, baby. It was something. Uh, anything... But again, just not only the speed of plot, it's just in both films, you're up against the clock, right? Which is not all that original. It's not. And it's one of the criticisms overall of the movie that it's a little bereft of, of creativity. Which, I, I hear that. I hear that. Uh, anything else to say on on Palpatine? I'm sure. Again, I'm sure we're going to touch on on him again before. <laughs> well, one of the things uh, I I love this. I was just hoping we get maybe a little more of this, and they could have gone down this route. But just the whole Sith Temple, seeing that in the trailer before watching right the week before, seeing it on screen. It was so cool, man. Like, also knowing that you're in the unknown regions, traveling through the nebula after getting the Wayfinder. I had a bit of a beef with the Wayfinder. Kyle was kind of getting on, getting on my case for that. Oh, jeez. I was really... That first viewing, like, you, were getting, holocron. you were getting so hung up on details. Like, it's a... Why did they call it a holocron? Because it's not a holocron. It's a holocron. I'm still... In my, if you look at I the close-up of the device, you see, like, the etchings of the... the map. It's etched into the device. Like it's it's it looks like a holocron, but it's not a holocron. It could have been. They should have said holocron and should have made it a holocron. That's just my opinion. But <laughs> anyhow, I thought that was a little eh. Well, there's but a website the itself called change.org. So you can actually start a petition <laughs> if you want. Oh, watch me go. Oh god, yeah. That yeah, right. <laughs> anyhow, the te- the temple was really cool. It was. It was like, really cool. Walking into it. I got Harry Potter vibes. I've heard that more than once. It's like you hear the, uh, what is, I guess, I don't know, how you speak evil magic, you know, like the Slytherin stuff. Like you hear that Sith language. It was, I was getting those kind of vibes, which is cool. I liked it. Yeah, I, re- just I, the I love that itself. temple. I'm down, yeah. I'm, uh, give me temples and stuff all day. We don't, we have not seen enough of it in Star Wars yet. And I'm really looking forward to the future of that. Yep, for sure. There's lots to explore there. I think, if anything, this movie gave gave story future storytellers lots to dive into, especially on the the novel and the comic book side. Ooh boy! Uh, okay, Wait right, till so- you find out the next trilogy is going to be a a die about the the original dyad generations ago, and they're going to use uh, Adam Driver and um, <laughs> Daisy Ridley. Yeah. Well, speaking of Daisy Ridley and Chief Palpatine, let's let's talk about Ray's story and and making her a Palpatine. What a big swing that was, man! And like now that it's official, I guess some people will say it's a it's a desperate retconning and shoehorning so that we can have this big shocking reveal. But yeah, this this was yeah it was sort of uncomfortable. Ray Palpatine, but you know I guess it's supposed to be uncomfortable on some level. Um, you know, for the Ray character, it's 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 certainly a challenge for her to accept that to hear it, in the same way it was tough for Luke to hear in Empire Strikes Back. So, Carlos, what's your what's your initial thought on Ray as a Palpatine? Um, I thought uh, some nerd from five years ago was probably ecstatic that he nailed it. Um. But but other than that, I I feel like uh, it, it could have 
I, I wanted more explanation as to uh, how that was possible. And obviously, I, I know how I know how kids are made, but like, <laughs> <clears throat> there was no ever an allusion to um, the the emperor having children. So, well, you know what? I, I was waiting for this part to come up because I have that problem too. Like, I was talking with Corey outside the cinema, going, "What do you mean Sheev had had a kid? What do you mean he this guy had had offspring?" And so, when after I watched it with with my wife. And we didn't really talk about the movie right away, but once the kids were in bed, we we talked about the movie a bit. And I was like, I'm mystified by that, like all this time, and now we have to believe that she've had kids. And she lo- and this is when sometimes talking about people who aren't so connected to these movies comes in handy because she's like, really? I always assumed he did have kids. And I was like, what are you talking wow. about? And and she goes, he's a senator. <clears throat> Find me a senator who doesn't have a kid or a, a, like a family, a wife. Like they all have it, if only for the like the, the image. He's like, and she, my wife is is savvy enough about the franchise to know. Like she's like, he started as the senator on Naboo. He had to raise rise to power. People voted for him. They vote for Family Guys. Of course, he had a family. I, she's like, this is not a thing for me. Like this always happened. And as we, we as fans sit back and go, oh, we we know this this man is the sorcerer, and he's not concerned with with matters of the flesh. It makes it made it so much easier for me to accept that this is a thing because, uh, yeah, it makes like you know about this all the time. Like whenever politicians are are grooming themselves for candidacy, they always present themselves as the family guy, the guy who relates to the commoner. Of course, she did this. Like it makes so much more sense to me now. It, like it was it was revolutionary in my understanding of 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 Palpatine getting to this point absolutely revolutionary for me and it was it took talking to somebody who's not so precious about the this this franchise yeah for me it was more it was more the thing of um i see it as plausible absolutely and and the logic behind the behind her uh behind what uh, what your wife said is is it's bulletproof but we've never had an allusion to it. And the only time we ever talked about pa- uh, Palpatine's family was when he murdered them all. <laughs> yeah, so... they, like there is that proposed story that they, I don't know if it was ever, like it never really got anywhere, but they did talk about Sheev having a, a, this this woman break his heart at some point. But I don't know, that story's not out there. Like I don't think that's a canon story, but it was, it was in some sort of outline somewhere at some point. Somebody out listening will... We'll know what I'm talking about and can, can uh, shed some light on that. But yeah, it's it's she with a family. It's it's weird. Or unless, and I you know I got to thinking about it. Like unless he didn't have a family, and and again going back to Revenge of the Sith, where he's talking about manipulating midi chlorines to create life. Maybe mm. he had these like women who he just kept prisoner and he was trying, he tried to manipulate many chlorines to create himself uh, a successor. Maybe, maybe that's how he has a son and maybe he did get it done. Or maybe he had a woman in just the, the old college way. Where a, a kid was born from Palpatine and a woman. And maybe that kid just wasn't force sensitive and he saw him as a failure and completely rejected him. Like it's, there's many well, ways this can go. And I, but one thing I can guarantee you is we're going to find out. Like we want you and I both wanted Palpatine stories, we're gonna get them. 
Oh yeah, definitely. That's the, that was the probably the the biggest bright side for me of having him come back is that they're they're opening the door to more Palpatine stories and uh, who can complain about that? Like, I think it's fantastic. <laughs> one of the one of the gripes that I do have with it, like again, is uh, like Ray being a Palpatine is it it kind of goes against some of the things we've learned in the or we're led to believe from other films in that, you know, heritage is not a big part of this. And Ray is who she is. She's her own person. She's strong. Yeah. All and this stuff. And, that, and we, we get this br- like broom boy. Anybody could be a Jedi kind of deal. But no, turns out if you want to be a super powerful Jedi, you have to be of these dynastic franchise families. Either Skywalker or Palpatine well, I, I feel to be like at that's, the top of the game. I feel like that's sort of a narrow, narrow view of it. Like Star Wars is a lot of things. It's nine movies deep now, eleven if you count the standalones. Like it's a, it's become a big kind of awkward, ungangly beast. And yes, of course, like the the chief Jedi that we've seen in this in this franchise have been turns as it turns out, Skywalkers and Palpatines. Um, but I think the, the biggest oh, of the big. Yeah, and for sure. But I think the overarching thing with with Star Wars is the ability to choose. Like yeah, you, it's the choice. It's all about choices, and Lucas has said this a thousand times. Like, you always have the choice to to do better, to be the hero, and of course, presenting Ray with this this legacy of hers that she could have embraced, that she had visions of herself embracing, and choosing not to. I think that's that's a doubling down <clears throat> on on one of the core themes of of Star Wars. So I don't look at it as I, well, of course, I, like now that now the hero is a Palpatine. No, the hero is Ray. Like she, it's her identity. That's what's so important is that she wasn't beholden to what her grandfather did. That's, that's, it just I seems think like one powerful. of those things that becomes like a, uh, the first time around for me, it almost seemed like a pissing match between the writers. You know what I mean? In that, again, like the last Jedi really spells out to me with the broom boy thing that, you know, a nobody can be a Jedi or like this perfect person. I get what you're saying about choices. But, I mean, Rey is, like, the avatar of the Jedi at this point. And, again, we've only seen these two franchise families be at the top of the game. Like, it, it leads nothing to, like, the, the the smaller Jedi folk, I guess, you know? Like, it would have been nice to see, like, this real scavenger girl rise to the top and not have to be, have this metachlorians that were predetermined, kind of. But, again, it's more about choice. I get you again, but I still think it's a bit lazy, you know. Fair, sure. I, I, that's yeah, that's that's that is uh, that's out there for sure. It's as as one of the common complaints that well, uh, couldn't they? Is it... Go ahead, Carlos. I was gonna say, is it lazy that Finn is force sensitive? No, I kind of like that they picked up a bit. Like, I wish we would have got maybe one or two other small aspects in other films about it. But having read some oh, of the you literature, don't, him, like, him being awakened, the Force awakens. It didn't just awaken in Rey. It awakens in Finn. Yep. And it awakens in, in we learn in Janna and her whole her her whole squadron that is like, no, we're not going to kill these people. Yeah. I'm refusing to shoot these people. I'm not just going to follow orders. Yeah, I don't think that's necessarily the Force. I think that's absolutely it different, was. But. 
It absolutely is the force. That's exactly what it is, man. It's it's that, that, it's absolutely the force. And I, I'm not, I don't I, I'm, not, I'm not even it's not, I'm not even giving my opinion at this point. Like there was there was a some sort of event this weekend and somebody asked JJ Abrams what Finn was going to say to Ray the whole time and it was it was going to be that he he is force sensitive. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm not disagreeing with that. But I'm, uh, I'm talking about the whole Jenna thing. Well, she 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 specifically mentions having the same feeling that Finn had about this feeling, this instinct to not do it, which what for Finn was the force. Exactly. It's the force within within Jenna as well. I, I, and they're true. They choose like they're choosing to fight and do the right thing. It's all about choice. This is the one thing that I don't like. Okay, because this is. Uh, um, <clears throat> when we talk about themes, when we talk about Star Wars, this movie is eerily reminiscent of The Matrix uh, <laughs> Part 3. Because you have the fighting. <laughs> you have Neo, who's the light, and Smith, who's the dark, and they're, they're opposites of each other, Right. They're the negative and the positive of, yeah, of they're the, one in the, the same. same image. Yeah. Okay. And you had all the Smiths uh, around them watching during that final battle. And it reminded me of that final battle of, of Ray versus Palpatine, where you have all the accolades just around watching. And, and it all comes down to choice. And that's what the architect says in the matrix is, uh, you know, and invariably it comes down to one thing. And then Neo says, yeah, the problem is choice. Yep. And it's, he chooses love. Yeah, he does. And Ray chooses, you know what? Yeah, I'm a Palpatine, but guess what? I'm choosing to be a Skywalker. I'm choosing the light. I'm choosing to be choosing uh, to do what's good. Right. Yeah, yeah don't get me wrong. Do the right thing. I, I like that part of it, but the whole in general i don't know it was a bit from the i'm talking about not only in this film i'm talking about from a trilogy standpoint it's still a little haphazard but i do like the fact that she's choosing with all this that's weighing against her that she still chooses to take her own path well yeah and what's what's like so so like endlessly satisfying to me is like the bigger the villain, again, the harder the harder the fall when they come down. And that's what's great to me about this is that Ray gets to destroy Palpatine once and for all and then takes that Skywalker name. And and to me it's it's not that fulfilling the prophecy. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 her erasing the Palpatine name, like the stain on the galaxy from the from Palpatine. And she's she's like she's somebody who has access to that legacy and she could embrace it but she completely rejects it and she takes the Skywalker name it's a total f u to palpatine who spent decades dedicated his life to preying on the skywalkers only to have his family reject his name and take the skywalker name and i think it's a great callback to uh, letting the past die but at the same time allowing for the name of Skywalker to to ascend to this legendary status uh, and become become something beyond what it already is. 
And I, I kind of called that a couple of weeks ago that she was going to probably adopt the name. That was that was out. That's been out there as a, as a prevalent yeah, theory for, think, for months. Months. I think we all said that. Yeah. Yeah, but I also said that she was either, you know, all that was an out actual there. Skywalker. Yeah, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> all that was out there is sort of like people were I don't talking get about out there it. much. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I know, <laughs> but. Her being her being a Palpatine, it's not like any. I don't know if anybody's really shocked by that. Like it had been a talking point within fandom. It was sort of like, whoa, they did it. Not that it was, wow, I can't believe I'm hearing this. Like it was something that was a prevailing theory out there. Someone you know has probably experienced cancer, a heart attack, or stroke. The odds of experiencing one of these are high, which could result in bills for thousands of dollars in out-of-pocket expenses. How would you pay for it? With your savings? There is another option. It's called Active Care. Active Care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from ten to sixty thousand dollars. And with Active Care, the cash is yours to use as you see fit. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Pen Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. Well, how about this, Kyle? I just want to throw this out there quick. Did we actually get our ancestral moment of this trilogy in that Invader 25 were almost kind of led to believe that nope. Palpatine nope. was responsible nope. for Vader's nope. birth or Anakin's birth? Nope. That's no? Not, that's not what happened. Because no? people took that away, and in clickbait sites ran with it, that Palpatine really is Anakin's father. He tried to make him believe that he was, but he he wasn't. And Anakin, it was it was presented as Anakin, one of Anakin's fears, that what if this guy's actually my dad? And Matt Martin just, again, he spoke about it in the past. That tweet didn't go viral enough. He talked about it again this past week, saying, no, that is not what the issue is implying. It's not saying that Palpatine created Anakin. That's not what's happening here. It's only that it's, it's a, it's a, a fear of Anakin's. That's what that issue was implying. And maybe Charles Soule didn't do the is greatest it, job of conveying that, but it made for an yeah, interesting think, debate. Okay. It's not. I mean, it wasn't spelled out crystal clear, which sometimes good art isn't crystal clear. But yeah, no, there's no, it's there's no incest. And I have seen people talking about that because they are running with this incorrect assumption that Palpatine is actually Anakin's dad, which is not true. Uh, but yeah, I mean, for me, like this, this whole race. Whole so yeah, arc, you know, what? Like you, you can't, you can't, you can't get, you know, people, people believe all kinds of things. People believe it was a perfect phone call. It was perfect. <laughs> like people believe whatever they want to believe. You can't change it. Yeah, that is true. They believe what they want. I mean, you can't blame them again. Like Vader 25 kind of, I don't know, like it's, I, mean, they I guess how you interpret it, but yeah. Yeah, I, th- I just I think that uh, again, Ray gets more agency due to her arc here. She she became who she is at the end of the day because of who she is, not because of where she came from, and and like she st- just doesn't let her past define her, and it, it just echoes that we always have a choice, and I, I think I think Rise of Skywalker puts an exclamation point on on that uh, on that theme. Uh, what, what about what about uh, in learning about new force powers, like she's got this force healing power 
you know, I, I was like, oh boy, I, I feel about like I feel the same way about force healing as I do about the world between worlds. Like that, in the wrong hands, it's a disastrous thing. Oh hell yeah! Like, I, I the like, world between worlds is one of the some of the coolest stuff ever seen in Star Wars ever to me. But again, like you said, Kyle, it has the potential to be just disastrous and consequential if not done right. And I, and I feel like Filoni wrapped that up. Like they destroyed the temple. It's gone. That was the place to do that kind of thing. Like, like I'd like the... to see more of it somehow on screen. And, Ooh, God, you know. no, no. Oh, please really? No. 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 Give, give me that four stuff all day. I don't want to be inside temples for a whole oh, film. Yeah, yeah, bring on temples, but leave the world between worlds alone. Yeah, but that is... You know that is part of it. What if what if somebody else accesses it and brings Palpatine back again through the world between worlds? No, not. I don't <laughs> want stuff like that. I don't necessarily want the world between worlds, but I want that kind of power where you're able to kind of be a part of the cosmos and everything at once. You know, this nexus of force energy. Like, give me that astral plane all day, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but just I, the ability to tamper with the timeline with. With that power. No. I want that dead and buried. And I think Filoni oh, yeah. did that. But anyway, 100%. I, I think force healing is a similar thing where we already have force ghosts for Jedi, which, you know, now death means virtually nothing if you are a proper, properly trained Jedi in that respect. But now you have force healing out there too, which is not totally new. I think it already exists in canon, but to play it up, to put it on this stage. I think is is could also be dangerous. I was done three times in the film, and that's another thing too. Like I watched the episode of the Mandalorian, chapter seven. Whoa, whoa, whoa! We don't know if everybody caught it. Let's not do it. Hey, come on! (laughs) It's it came out before Rise of Skywalker, so sorry if you haven't caught it. No, but there's people in in the UK who haven't watched the Mandalorian at all. Either way, I'm pretty sure they've heard. We were kind of prepped for it. You know, and I told my girlfriend at How the time, about I'm like, I, you I just bet you don't this go there. It. Yeah, let's just not let's let's talk about Rise of Skywalker and not the Mandalorian. Okay. <laughs> anyway, we were told to watch out, and I I heard that there was a connection beforehand, and to watch out for something. He can't help himself, Corey. You're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> That's chop rules with a Z. Whatever. Anyone who's listening to this, I'm sure, has seen it. So, really, pretty sure. Sorry, UK guys. You hear that? Corey's not aware that you guys don't have internet. <laughs> I've seen the Mandalorian everywhere on streaming services. So. I mean, this has been like a long-running tradition on the show where once Corey sees it, he feels like everybody has seen it and it's just okay to talk about it. And it, it again, it played itself out in the movie theater where Corey's Homer Simpson moment. It just, it just keeps happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. I love it. I, I'm just, yeah. But, you know, but I, what I like about this force healing power with Ray is that it's the, the power to cheat death, which Palpatine had figured out. But here's his granddaughter who just has it like on speed dial now. She can, she can just do it. And I love that because I'm sure Palpatine would have loved to have that ability. Maybe he does. But it, it's it's satisfying to me that that. Uh, Ray's got it, and to this point, Sheev does not. Just an, another another kick to the shin of Sheev. All right, uh, what else? What else do you want to say about Ray? I mean, she, I think this is the movie where she struggled the most, for sure. I think that's pretty safe to say. Um, 
learning about her her you know one of the things they've been doing in the new canon the comics and resistance reborn is having ray be very frustrated with herself and that kind of carried over into uh rise of skywalker as well it was great to see her dealing with those frustrations i like the way she pulled through with that even even her, her the battle between her and kylo she didn't win that fight, and it was like she did not have an easy time in this movie. Uh, what, what did you make of of Ray's struggles, Carlos? Um, I thought I thought they were they were good. Uh, I, I, it it added more depth to uh, the character. Uh, it kind of balanced a little bit the tie uh, from Starkiller Base, where Kylo was the one struggling. Um, so I, I like how that there was a little bit of a mirror effect there. And the only way she got an upper hand on Kylo was when, um, Leia called out to Ben, um, and, and she, she, she put the blade right through him. Uh, she actually put his blade right through him, yeah. which, which was awesome. And, um, but at that point, I think she felt that, Leia put a crack in Kylo, and uh, that—that's why she chose to heal him at that point. And I, I thought it was awesome. Like some people are continuing on with the oh, how does she know how to do this, and how does she know how to do that? And we don't see any of Palpatine's training, but we accept it. So yeah. why can't you accept that Ray is just powerful in the Force? You know, uh, uh, wow. I, sorry, we've been, we've been having that chat for a couple of years now, and it's no, but uh, but I mean, if you're <laughs> if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna you know apply that logic to one, why not apply it to another? Like, absolutely, it, it, it's kind of it's kind of sad. It's but whatever. I mean, we are where we are. Uh huh, a hundred percent. Um, yeah, no, I just I, I I'm really well. That moment on the the Death Star, just to stay there for a sec. For Leia to call out to Ben that way, that and we'll we'll get to Ben, but that that the way that whole sequence played out, I thought was just magical. It was so good. Oh man, that whole that whole scene. Can I just say, like, Mustafar? Uh, what what planet on the, are they on? Where she's training? Uh, Ad, Agent Kloss. The Agent Kloss. Then there's there's Kajimi and there's Pasana. And there's, uh, there's Exegol. a Exegol. Uh, the, there's no Canto Bite in this movie. Like, there's no one place where you're like, ugh, can we just leave? Yeah. Uh, I, 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 man, that Pasana speeder chase was so much fun. Oh, so um, fun. Like, that's why you come to Star Wars. Yeah, and that's why I said like the first half hour of this movie was like, it was so good, and and it brings them to the caves under, and it shows her the force See, that, healing that, the part, ca- the the quicksand and the caves under. That was one of those things that I get that it's Star Wars, and but that the first go around, I was just like, oh, like really, like that's just way too convenient. Why don't you like, okay? Do me a ship. do me a favor, watch Indiana Jones movies again, and just count how many times that happens. I get it, but I don't put it on the same level. You know what I mean? Like I really do consider. No, of course not, because you're judging it by a different metric, which is unfair. 
There's no there's no reason to hold it to a higher standard. It's not about a standard. It's about a genre, I guess. You know, like Indiana Jones was more pulp to me. And it takes place in our real world where Star Wars takes place. It's a fantasy in a different galaxy for crying out loud, Corey. Like, <laughs> what? I, it didn't work for me. What do you want me to say? Yeah, it didn't work because you don't want it to work for you because it, does, that, it, it doesn't go with your head. People, you're going to tell me that you're going to tell me that of all people. Yes. Uh, no, <laughs> no. no but, uh, look, all I'm saying no. is <laughs> I'm, I'm just putting up the mirror to your stupid comment about Indiana Jones being more believable. <laughs> I'm not about believable. It's not about believable. I'm able to get more immersed in the fantasy of it all. Kind of like I accept it more for it's just it's it's different, man, in my head. You know what I mean? Like it's exactly that's like a, exactly what I just said. Yeah, but it's it, there is a difference between the two. It's they're two yes. different genres. Exactly. And Star Wars is fantasy and Indiana Jones is supposed to take place in our world. And you accept it in Indiana Jones and not in Star Wars. But the, but the, the 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 commonality between the two is adventure. Like it's weird that Indiana like why I don't understand why it's okay for Indiana Jones to pop through, uh, walk, like fall through a wall and oh look it's the tomb I've been looking for all this time it's right here and then oh let me just go through the sewer because, oh I'm gonna pop out in the street yay my escape is now here like do you want it to be like that? Are, do they have to dumb Star Wars movies down to that degree? It's dumb. It's Star Wars. It's always was been this way. Was The Last Jedi dumb? The Last Jedi wasn't dumb to me. I'm not oh, saying this film was dumb why, either, but that, mo- that moment, it, it kind of was just like, especially the ship being there and the snake. Like, I like the snake thing because they, they needed to establish her force healing powers, right? Okay, Corey. Hey, also, Kyle, was that, was that the snake in Rebels that the Rex and his crew were hunting down? Was it the same creature? Uh, I have no idea. No idea. I think it was. I, I'm going to say it is. Sure. I'll live with that. No, but like, like we think, think to a new hope. Like, we're talking about dumbing things down. They get out of the garbage compactor. I understand they, that. It's they all they towel within a, off. Within a kilometer. I the, get it. Like, Dangle what are we bar. doing here? Like, what, what are we, what kind of thing are we discussing here? We're wasting like minutes about. Falling through a, a sinking fields and landing hey, right where well, they need to be. It was an opinion of mine, and I'm telling you, when I watched the film, <laughs> I kind of sighed a bit the first time. The second time, I kind of just went with it. There you go. But the first time, I was like, it was just too convenient. Like, okay. they were, like, ah, you know what I mean? And just to have the ship right there as well, I was like, here we go. I get It's like, let's move this story along. The ship but right at the there. Same time. Oh boy, the ship right there. Like, like, like the garbage will do. The ship right there. <laughs> it's, it's not the same. Of course not, because you don't want it to be, Corey. That, that's What's a that, junkyard? Okay, that's filled with a junk ships everywhere, so it's, it comes off a little more believable. One that just feels no, it's, and it's, it's the convenience right of it. It's it's about the convenience. I get it. That's my point. Anyway, <laughs> it's about the writing, okay? Like that's my what I'm trying to say here. I, I, I okay. So look, let's just agree to disagree. I, I, I think that uh, that that whole sequence, that whole sequence of Pasana was amazing. I thought it was awesome. We got that that gut punch of of believing that or not believing, but thinking or made to believe that Chewie was killed. 
Yeah, that um, was crazy. Kyle, it, too. I, w- I was watching Kyle's reaction because I actually, I'm like, I know they can't do this. And Kyle, too, like every t- Star Wars film, when something like that happens, you go through your Rolodex of trailers, right? Then you kind of think, I remember there's a scene later on in the movie that Chewie's in that you haven't seen yet. So Kyle told me, he's like, I did that right away. But I was like, Oh no! I, when no. I when I saw it, when I first saw it, my well, my first thought was they're making fun of all the legends guys because she's yes. pulling out a transport, uh, transport out of the sky. Were, were and, they were they making fun of them or were they fan servicing them? No, making fun like, because uh, it's it's a girl doing it, so this is egregious. Oh yeah, it's like how does she? Who, who trained her? How how did she get the training to pull something out of the sky killer, like that? Man. I thought that well, was I, I thought that was super cool. Oh, that was amazing! And then the ship blows up, and it's like, I'll be honest with you. When I saw it on on Thursday, I um I was like, no, Chewy, no! Like I'm like they can't do this. And in my head, I'm like, okay, there's got to be a loophole somewhere. My, well, my, uh, my daughter burst into tears in the theater. Yeah, so <laughs> she was. Well, she there, actually, there was tears coming down her face. I'm not like I'm not uh, but, joking. Uh, and when I saw it today, I cried because of Daisy, Daisy Ridley's performance. Yeah, it was she. It was, it was unbelievable. She was horrified. Like, I, 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 have, I have tears in my eyes right now just thinking about that performance and Daisy Ridley's face. She, yeah, she's she's horrified with herself. Like, how? Where did this come from? What did I just do? It was it was amazing. Absolutely so, amazing. I don't know. Anyways, like I said, that whole Pasana thing. Wow, what a what a sequence like that. That, and then you had that whole like interstellar uh, Burning Man thing happening, which was cool. <laughs> and we got to see Lando, and we it was just great, man. Like wow, that should have been an annual fest festival, not a forty two year. I like festival. how I like how it was forty two <laughs> though, just to just to bring it back to seventy seven. Like I think it's yeah. Yeah, that was that was cool of them to do that. So, let's, I mean, skipping to the end with Rey, if she's the one to set up Jedi for the future, like again, what a, what an, another amazing fu to Palpatine and the Sith that Rey, the progeny of Palpatine, would be the origin point of of the new Jedi Order. Like how. Palpatine would just be sick to his stomach for the rest of his existence to know that. And not only that, that she would be a temple guard with the yellow lightsaber. Yeah, I love I that to me is such a cool. Oh, that was awesome. Such a good little layering because we don't see yellow blades except for with the temple guards. So whether they. You know what I almost got? She has the books, though, right? She has the books. Yep. So it makes sense that she would guard the temple. It's it's amazing. Like, like when you think about it, it's like ah, oh, so good. Which temple though? She, she's gonna build a new one. What if, what if this is the other thought I had? What if when she goes back to Tatooine, and presumably to live in the in the old Lars homestead, and by the way, the the song on the soundtrack is called "A New Home," so I feel like she's she's there to stay. But what if she's also gonna set that place up as as a Jedi temple? Like what a nice nod to, to Luke Skywalker that his his home, would be, where the, where the Jedi, spring from again. 
what if the plot of Indiana Jones 5 is Indiana Jones digging up those lightsabers? <laughs> Dear God. Would you believe it then, Corey? <laughs> oh, yeah. Our galaxies merged. It was crazy. <laughs> it's a long time ago. Yeah, I, I, I love that. I love that whole that whole F you to Palpatine again because his granddaughter is going to reestablish the Jedi or maybe not. Maybe she just sits there and maybe she's that singular balance of the force now. Like she's that that one entity that guards the balance of the force. And I love that it's the yellow blade. And, and I love that we can make that inference that this is what that well, means. That, that That's what kind of for the whole saga in general now, it kind of becomes this like the Palpatine saga in a way, you know, it's his legacy that really determined granted. She chooses to be a Skywalker by the end, but you know what I mean? No, like I don't she, buy that at all. Okay. I don't buy that. No, I don't buy that. This has anything to do with, I mean, Palpatine's the villain, but the Skywalkers are the heroes. Yeah, but the, he's the through line through nine that, films. Well, sure. yeah, but that makes sense because there, there would be no hero if there's no villain, right? Yeah. He's the one. He's the one they're fighting against the whole time now since the he, beginning up to this ha- episode. If he, if he doesn't exist, then there's no catalyst for people to step up and fight. And and of course, so, like it's so it's you know, the, the blood skywalker and the fact that she's a, she, she and yeah, and then the one that self identifies as a skywalker. It's and I the think Tai Chi man. I, I love it. I I think it's fantastic. I think it's it's all yeah. kicks kicking sand in the face of Palpatine the whole time, and it's all it's it's skywalkers, and that's a name bigger than a bloodline now. And I think that I think that honors that that family. In a spectacular way. Spectacular way. I think I think it was just so well done. Uh, what else do you want to say about Ray? Well, I mean, I, I she'll, she'll, like, come up, she'll come up again for sure. I like what I you lo- said there. I, th- I think she's she's on Tatooine to stay. Like you said, a new home. Uh, I like that she buried the sabers. I almost for a second thought that. Then I kind of thought, no, Kylo chucked his. But the way her saber looked. It was similar to Kylo's in a way of its design, kind of. You know, it had her little chunkier, the the darkness of it. Kind of isn't that made from her? Like, I feel like that was made from piece of her staff. It's possible. Yeah, it's. I mean, I saw the leather leather braid on it, or whatever she had put from something. I had her. And you know what? What else is really awesome? Like, first of all, it's not the button. It's like a it's like a turny switchy thingy. Uh, to to light it, yeah, which which is cool, but we don't see the bottom of it. So, is does it have two sides? You like you know you do well. Maybe it does. You do see it on her on her attached to her waist, and it. I don't know if it's long enough. Like you know, Maul's was super long. Not to say that that Ray's has to be as well, but you do see it clipped to her waist when she uh, gets off the Falcon. I think. Okay, I'd have to check that part again. But it just—I was looking to see when she ignites it if you actually see the the, the end of the handle, and it's kind of—it looks like it's deliberately cut off so that we don't. Uh, so it we is can't possible. tell. It's, yeah, it was. I it, admittedly, it was a little bit vague. But yeah, I thought I thought Ray's story was handled pretty well. I mean, there's there are like complaints that you know she starts alone and she ends alone. Which I respect. Uh, that is sort of a, by its nature, flat arc. But the way she gets there, I think, is anything but flat. 
Oh, she's not alone. She has BB-8 with her. She has, and BB she has the Falcon. Her. And I don't think it'll. I don't think she'll be alone for very long. You know. So so let's. Uh, are we putting bets? Are we saying ten years before episode ten? Like, uh, are we going to put ten years on it, or are we going to go fifteen, maybe? I'm I'm just going to say never for an episode ten. The the the, the follow up to this movie. I, I I agree. I don't think they'll call it episode ten. I think it'll just be part one of the next thing, which will not be about the Skywalker family. But I, I, I think that that announcement will be at, uh, I still think that's going to be at celebration 2027 for new hopes 50th. So that's what eight years from now, seven, really seven and a half years from now. That's, that's when we'll get that announcement and the movie comes out 2029 or whatever. 10 years, 10 years. But we, I think we're going to get more race stories in between somewhere. Like I don't think. Yeah, I think they're not going to let. Yeah, they'd slide. be stupid. No, no, they'd be stupid to to just let that hang. I mean, she again, she, not to beat a dead horse, but she is the face of Galaxy's Edge, the two these multi-billion-dollar enterprise thing that they just set up. It's Ray is is the thing. She's the person at these at these uh, theme parks. They're not. But gonna it let sucks because die. she's never had any training. Oh yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, all right, let's 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 put Ray down for a sec. I, I'm sure we'll come back to her again as we talk about. Uh, let's talk about Kylo and Ben Solo yeah. and Ben Demption and all that stuff. Like, I thought like the way it started, good. Ben Solo on a ramp or Kylo Ren on a rampage, set this guy up, like entrench him in the dark, make it clear that this guy is still all about his agenda and they did that he's he 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 was out to kill palpatine because it was like, it was a I threat killed to his power. snoke yeah i killed snoke i'll kill you yeah yeah i love that i loved it i oh man like yeah he, like um you could tell that there's like there's no attachment to like one particular thing other than uh, his goal of destroying the past and and grabbing power for himself like he just wanted the ability to do what he wanted which which is what his grandfather wanted too to be fair but yeah i i i lo- I, I adore the way they handled his story it, it's I, I thought it was so freaking good and i i love how han freaking solo was back did like, you guys know that Harrison Ford would be back in this movie? I did, but I'd forgotten about it. Like, there's an old for for our, our powerful friends. You can go back into the Patreon uh, feed. There is an old episode of Cannon Fodder where I was like, "Let me." This is an episode. Like, I I heard about the rumor. I looked into it. I was like, "Holy cow!" It was from MSW, and I did kind of give my thoughts on that at the time. Um, so I did know technically, but I had forgotten completely. Did we think like did did you think it would be like a flashback, or did you think it would be like a a, uh, a vision or a? The way it was presented at the time is that it was Luke trolling Kylo and inducing a Han Solo a, 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 as a vision in his head. Yeah. Okay. But I completely, like I said, I completely forgot that that was a th- even going to happen, and 
to hear Hey Kid, I was like, what? I, I loved it. And it was, oh, God, what a great scene. Yeah, that, that scene, I'd say the second time. The first time, I was like a bit taken aback. But um, watching it the second time with my son as well, like, I don't know, man. Like, it really got to me emotionally. Well, and, yeah, it was. It, it, mir- it mirrored the bridge on Starkiller Base. It was yeah, almost word for word. Yeah, and it's Ky- it was Kylo um, coming to terms with what he did and wishing that he, he could have done it differently. Yeah, it's like, ah, that's the, that's the dialogue exactly was, what it was. was exa- like not exactly similar, but uh, but it was very very similar. Well, he's, he does the whole. Uh, I want to be free of this, or I know. Uh... I know what I have to do. I don't do know if it. I'm strong enough. I'm not. But I don't know if I, I have the strength to do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you, you can, you can, you can see and hear Kylo still clinging to Kylo. Like he, he just, he wants to let go, but he can't because ego. And, and but then the the dam breaks, and, and like Ben, like Adam. And this is where Adam Driver is just so damn. Oh good. my god. And I'm he, crying now thinking so about good. it. <laughs> like he just, he just, he breaks a little bit. His lip quivers, and he, Dad, yeah. and that was it. Like. Full yeah, on tearing moment. up. Just he says, yeah. "Dad," and then Han just like touches his face again and says, "I know." I know. God. Yeah, was, oh my god. Yeah, the "I know" moment. We were going to so get perfect. another "I love you, I know" moment. They. It was like, my brains are all over the cinema at this point. I like, if I, I had seen complaints about from people saying that this is a soulless movie. And oh my god! These people out of their minds. Out out of your mind. Like you are completely out of your mind. Like, it, it, or just don't know Star Wars that well. Well, no, I've, it's not that. It's just like, what? What? Do you, what is that? You uh, maybe I can probably make a guess as to what you want, and you're you're angry that you didn't get it. But my God, that moment was, oh God. Because like I'd what say, like punch. at least forty percent of the audience, you know, like the average just moviegoer wants to go and have a good time. They're not necessarily catching the I know part. You know what I mean? Like, oh, is that said I know? Oh, that's that's nice. But when you put it in context of, you know, the whole Han and Leia thing, and I don't think everybody's going to put those two together. A lot of people, yes, the majority, but not everybody. But you don't need it. You don't need it because everybody know. Everybody would know that Kylo killed his dad. And it like it's 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 already implied. Like Han just says, "I know." Whether whether you want to think that Kylo says, "I love you," or "I'm sorry," or whatever it is, for Han to just say, "I know," you know, it, it's it's that forgiveness, and it's that moment where Ben Solo is back, and it's also the perfect callback. And it's a perfect callback, and both the TFA and Empire Strikes Back. I don't know who wrote that. I don't know if it was Terrio or Abrams himself or whoever wrote that, but that is. Bloody genius! The I know line, the way that the, the way that was constructed, yeah. Oh, in this one, yeah, 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 for sure. Oh God, I love that. Yeah, I, I, because I, I, you know, I was always like ah, Ben Solo or Kylo Ren. What a jerk! Yeah, seriously. If anyone, I want to bang this drum for a bit, man. Like Kylo was just like Ben Demption, redemption. Meh. Like you no, were so the, against it, and as of the last couple of months, you've kind of been softening up a bit. But yeah. man, you were really against it. Yeah, after 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 the last Jedi, for sure, it was like this guy's a madman now. Let him let him rot. But 
Can I tell you why? Can I tell you why it works for me? Because it it, it obviously works for me. Yeah, uh, it does. It was the obvious end point to this character. No, Adam Driver Adam sells Driver. it. Oh yeah, hell yeah. He he's and that's the, the yeah. only reason why you do the film. You, it needed to be that kind of role, you know. Oh, he was he was he, he was so good. He so, was so fantastic. Good. Like seriously, I think. Uh, the the this thing wouldn't have worked without him. Agreed, man. In every film, too, the facial expression says it all. No, his his, his acting is perhaps the best thing out of the sequel trilogy. Is is Adam Driver's performances consistent across the board? Just unbelievable. Yeah, Daisy Ridley, uh, especially in the last two, has been also, also very fantastic. good as well. Very very yeah. good. Yeah, like I, because you you never, I don't know if you ever truly know what Kylo wants other than just to be powerful. But it, he, the only he openly states in TFA that he like he wants to be free of this pain. And again, it's it's choosing. He chose to like let go of it, let go of all the hate, let go of his anger, tosses the saber away. It's funny in in this case, it's okay to throw away your lightsaber. <laughs> This time, the throwing, tossing the lightsaber didn't cause any, raise anybody's hackles. Look, re, let's just <laughs> let's just put this. It's it's we're an hour and a half in here. Let's just put this on the on the table right now. JJ does not retcon Ryan Johnson by having Luke's Force Ghost catch the lightsaber when Lay throws it. He's actually validating what Luke says. At the end of the Last Jedi, Truth. he was wrong. He was wrong. I think. It, I think it's Luke's smirk, and also the fact that when he, he says, does it. Oh, I, I heard. I heard reviews where people were saying, "Oh, oh, it was so ham. It was so hammy." He looked at the camera and winked. Like, to watch the movie again. There was no wink. There was. There was nothing there. Like. Yeah. They they actually pull it's, out. A it's also the dialogue too that can make people think that where it's that's yeah, no but, way to treat a yeah, lightsaber. But, but the, people also was, have this fetish was, though that that Ryan and Johnson or Ryan and and JJ were, were there's this battle between the two over who's gonna get this, the final say and who's got the, who's who's got the upper hand in canon. No, that no. There were maybe some things that. I, so at the first go around, I, I I don't say I won't say that I didn't feel like that either, man. Like. There was a lot of things like Rose got Jar Jar, uh, Hux, you know, well, Hux well, yeah, became we'll, a joke we'll, we'll, we'll in the Last Jedi. We'll get to those characters, for sure. Like I feel like that right away was a big. But JJ the, was a, that was a big like screw you. But in this, there JJ. was no screw you. Stop with that shit. Okay. There's no screw yous. It, it, why? Why would he do that? It seemed like sitting, that the first go around to me. It was just like and like basically you changed the character of Hux so much, and you know it was just a fast abrupt thing where Hux kind of gets blown away and he's just gone out of the movie right away. Yeah, wow. and, and again we'll we'll get to the, to these characters, but I mean we're, I don't even know where we were at this point. <laughs> no, we were talking about we were talking about I, Kylo oh, yeah, throwing yeah. away his lightsaber, and then I I went on a rant. Yeah, no, and and you're right. It, because Ryan brings Luke back. Like, Ryan already completed that arc for Luke. Luke already realized in The Last Jedi that he was wrong. And J.J. just restates that. Oh, I get it. There's no, it's, it's the, there's no middle finger. There's no... 
shade. There's none of that happening. The second time around, it became a bit more evident. But I'm telling you, the first time around, it really seemed like he was serving toxicity. That's because people like to look into these things. Yeah. Yeah. People like, thrive we, we do a on podcast, but, it, but like uh, when I saw the hand come out the first time, I, I didn't so much like it. I knew the it was coming and this and that. But uh, the second time around, it worked for me. I don't, I don't, it's just so odd. Like the first time I hated it. The second time I was like, okay, like I'm going with it, you know? What do you mean? Him catching it? Yeah, like the hand popping out. Like I was like, oh, again, it was one of those moments like I knew it. And then the first words again, like that's no way to treat a lightsaber. It's It seemed like a dig at Ryan to me the first time around. But, no. I, which well. is, I mean, I, I guess it's easy to see that, but it's, it's if you if you spend 15 it's seconds. It's a subtle about it. inference. And, you know, them writing it. They know that when we're when people are going to have that conversation, talk about that. Sure, but that's our problem. Yeah, exactly. Let it be their problem. That's exactly what they say too. <sighs> I will not be the last Jedi. I don't know. That's it. That's that's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Johnson says it. He makes Luke. Luke is a flawed character, and he under and he. Everything that everybody hates about Luke in that movie, Luke himself changes. And, in that and movie. In that movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck, wake up. Just, it, it's, it's right there. Embrace it's not, it. it. Actually, why well, watch The Last Jedi right before coming on? The whole thing. Oh, God. Anyway, that's... Let's talk about the other side of, of Kylo's redemption, which is which yeah. Is, let's do that. Well, it's 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 Leia and yeah. how she gives herself up, and I guess this is where they kind of reach the end of the line with available footage. So they're like, well, what can we do? How can she play into Ben's redemption? Yeah. And she kind of d- reaches out through the Force, whatever technique is used. I thought it was really great for her to like crack through the shell and get into Ben's head and distract him just for that moment to say. I don't know what she was trying to say. Like, is this like a Ben, please one more time type thing? Yeah. Like, yeah, she's, she's reaching out to him one more time to say there, you're not too far gone. Like, I, I don't know what it was. Cause I think it's more than that because she basically dies as a result of what she's trying to do. No, no. I think she knew she was dying as she went to go lie down. Like she felt like the forest leaving her body. Maybe she sure. like maybe she tied her essence to him, like she anchored because they, when they both force ghost in the end, spoilers. They they do it simultaneously because Leia's body kind of lies. Yes, that's true. Their bodies lie like her body lies in state for a while, right? Like, but when yeah. Kylo when she when Kylo dies in the light, there there's a cut over to Leia's body, and they both force ghost they at cr- the same time. Yeah, yeah she cross, definitely bound herself. Together. You're right. She so she she, uh, she she went all in on Kylo. Like she she bound herself to her son, which again is is such a good fa- like Star Wars being about this family. That is the core of the of of this saga is is this family, and I love it. I love that by the end of it, all the blood Skywalkers are dead, but on the light side, and living all, inside Ray. All this proves to me is that Padme is a quitter. That's all. <laughs> Hey, she stole it. She didn't quit. She stole it. Okay, fine. 
Uh, <coughs> but no, Corey, that's a that is a salient point that all the Jedi live within Ray, including Kylo or Ben. Oh, well, what are you guys oh, gonna say that for a second? About... You know what the craziest thing was? Oh God, you son... know, don't say it. Don't say... Oh, okay. What did no one say? My son, my seven-year-old son, we're talking about the movie after, and he's ecstatic. He's so happy. It's the best Star Wars film he's ever seen. And he's he's just recounting some of his emotions and his feelings about the, the movie. And he catches himself. He's like, Kylo. And he's like, no, I, I mean, Ben Solo. He said it, man. He caught himself and, and said Ben Solo. You know when Ben Solo, uh, like, I was like, wow, man. Like, it means a lot to them, man. For did sure. He say did he say, you know, when Ben Solo uh, impregnated Ray with his hands? Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> nothing yeah, says that's nothing how, says consent. That's how you make babies. Nothing says consent like just knocking somebody up without asking. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. What Ray told him, "Shut up! I don't want this." And he was just like, "No, doesn't mean no." It no, means no, but she, 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 she did say that. I, I after she stabbed him and she's she healed him up and she was leaving. She did say, "I I wanted to take your hand, Ben's hand." Ben's hand, yeah, yeah. But when they're talking, when she when they're on Kajimi and he's looking for her, like he's trying to get in her head and he's telling her, you know, like this is this, and she's thinking you're trying to see the truth, and she's like, "I don't want this." She's in denial. It makes it makes you wonder. Going back to Ray now, like it makes you wonder if she knew, like deep down the whole time, and she just didn't want to acknowledge it. Well, she definitely had some repressed memories. That's for sure. Because you know, it's it's Ray and Ray and Luke both knew. Uh, sorry, Leia and and Luke both knew. I think Luke knew when he crossed over. I don't think. Yeah, I have to agree there because I watched the Last Jedi today, and he's like, he, "There's he doesn't see it." He's like, "I've seen this raw power once before in Kylo Ren." You know. Well, I think doesn't some of that get sort of fleshed out? Uh, through Lando's backstory, and when, uh, like the, the the force backs with the dagger, I had the I got the I had the impression. That's a that good Luke, point. I had the impression that Luke, Luke, Luke knew a long time ago. About in a this girl. film, you you figure it out, but the, the other films don't allude to it. I, you know what, guys? I'm just gonna have to go see this movie a third time. Yeah, of I course. Think so. <laughs> you know, I, you but know, let me let me ask you guys if you caught this just before the the whole. Uh, Kylo Ray showdown inside the old Death Star 2. When Ray gets into the throne room, did you catch the Goonies music? I did not. You did not, eh? I, I just heard a whole and bunch of like Death Star 2 music from Return of the Jedi. There's that harp scene, you know, where like in Mikey, Wal- uh, Mikey Walsh's attic, it's like a do, 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 do. I don't know. I don't want to do it like that, but. You listen to it next time. It's it's exact playoff of that. It's crazy. I'll, I'll listen for it next time. With um, the lightning and everything. I, I you know what? I, I would have liked to have seen Ben Solo as a Force ghost with with Luke and Leia at the end. No. I I, I, I and I'll throw Anakin I into agree. that mix as well. I would have yeah, liked to Jamboree. See, Boom. I would have no. I would have liked to seen the Blood Skywalkers. Uh, looking, looking back at Ray, I think it's only fitting that she buries the the two lightsabers side by side, and those are the two force yeah, ghosts that, that is, show up. That is true. Although I the, just kind of like one that saber also did belong to Anakin. Oh damn you and your logic! What happened to what happened to the green? What happened to the green? Luke's green. It's still on Acto, as far as I know. 
Hmm. As far as I know, that's that's still hi- hiding out there behind a rock. Uh, let's let's talk. Well, let's talk about uh, the whole seal the deal, the Raylo thing. That's it. It is a a short lived, but it happened. It's it's a thing, and you know what? I didn't hate it. Like it was, obviously, yeah, you guys know it, it was never my preference, and I never caught the sense at all that we were going to this point until until my eyes were kind of forced open by other other people out there uh, in the years couple years since since the last jedi but this is where i you know this is kind of where i thought jj w- would walk the line and try to please everybody so like he cemented that romance and definitely made Raylo a thing but then kill <laughs> killed ben solo so it becomes this like grand but tragic not meant to be love story so i i can't i can't call it a Raylo thing because that's saying that it's ray and kylo so we're gonna have to call it a Baylo. Well, the, the the low comes from the solo. Okay, well, I'm I'm going Ben and Ray, so <laughs> Bay low. Fair enough. I, I, I like that better than the Ray low because then it's it, the Ray Where's low. Where's the is low just come from in yours? Solo, Ben solo, Ben Ray solo, Bay low. I didn't. I I don't know why I had to spell that out. Anyways, <laughs> wah, wah, wah. um. Just because uh, the Raylo thing, it just to me, it just smacks of toxicity. I don't like that the whole Kylo and Ray thing. But um, I, I totally see that this comes back to Adam Driver and how good of an actor he is. Like it seems like two different characters. Yeah, uh, like as soon as like when he once he became Ben Solo, I was all in for the guy. And when she heals him, she actually heals the scar. Did you notice? Yep. She face. actually heals the scar in his face. I did not notice that. Well, the scar, you should have. The, the, That's the, awesome. The magical scar migrating wars. scar migrated away, Corey. He, she she healed that too. Wow. Um, that's that's it's it's scar wars, uh, <laughs> Corey. <laughs> no, I, I I love that. Like and like to see. Yeah, I was an avid, You you know me. And like I said last week, I don't want to see Raylo, but they did it perfectly. Like I, it wasn't necessarily Raylo. I said the only way. It, that they can really make it work is this if it is if one of them sacrifices for one another, you know, and like his, his redemption was not in question ever. I think that's 2020 revisionist history. I think we all went through that period of like, no, let no him, let I was him. always for Ben Demption, man. There was no way that this trilogy was going to have a Skywalker and not be go down that that route. Ultimately, for me, he had to die. Yes. Yeah, I agree. That I agree. For for sure. Yeah, definitely. I thought for sure. Like, there's no way he makes it out of this movie. And if if only for the... But not necessarily true. Like, I, I thought the first time around, I was like, if, like, I knew they would, they just don't have the courage to do something like this. But had Ray really actually sacrificed herself for him, and he comes out on top, and he's the good guy, and he's the one who ends up on Tatooine bearing the sabers and all that stuff, you know, <sighs> like, because of her... That too is very emotional, but they just could not kill a princess because she does sacrifice. She she sacrifices herself. Like the fight with Palpatine kills her. Yeah, no, no, I agree. So, but but I find it cool that he pays back the Force. But here, healing here is the kicker, guys, and this is I think the the whole beauty of it is what was Anakin trying to do the whole time. Yeah. Stop! Stop yes. the ones he loved from dying. Exactly. Yep. And he could never figure that out. 
until the end of his own life to like to sacrifice himself for Luke and it, you know it, bring it back to Kylo to Ben Solo he makes that choice uh, it's know? perfect and symmetry he, also in poetry in the sense that when you look at the end of episode three and Anakin's choking out Padme right this is the exact opposite of that yep the Raylos were calling it reverse Annie Dalla as and, and oh Jesus! Which which was it's, it's kind of a tacky game, but it's it it's accurate. It's sort of the, the it's accurate. Yeah, good. Don't tell me. Don't get. Let me guess. They didn't like it. What? That he died? Yeah, the whole the way they played it. I've heard a lot of text toxicity from that end. <sighs> Whatever. I mean, people get invested in a character. What are you gonna do? No excuse. I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying people had some deep investments and it didn't quite pay off. It shouldn't have any training. What? <laughs> but no, I, I think it was great. And I mean, even in that one moment where, you, where Ben Solo smiles. Oh, yeah, it was great. so good. The things so that you never think, like the things that you never think you wanted and then you get it and you're like, Wow. Now, you definitely always wanted that in your heart of hearts. Man, when you see it, even him, man, it's so well acted. It's that moment where he's just like, like, it's almost like just a release for him. Like, it was all worth it. I knew it. Uh, like, everything, you know? And you can almost hear Palpatine's voice. You have the power to, or, yeah, you, I, whatever. Like, you have, having the power to save the ones you love, you must choose. And he didn't have to, right? Like, if, if he could have, well, she's dead. I guess I'm going to go now. You know what? He could have done what many Jedi Masters have said before, which was trust in the Force. Yeah. He didn't trust the Force. Anakin does not trust the Force. Yeah. Yeah. You you could be definitely right about that. And I think, again, I think, think again, it's, it's, the whole thing about what George Lucas is, is saying about Star Wars is is love and compassion above all else. That like that is the powerful th- most powerful thing in Star Wars. It's it's not the your force powers, it's it's choosing choosing the path of love and compassion. And and Ben Solo chose that. And it's I think like there's no doubt Anakin would be really proud of that choice he made. And, that, and that's why that and that's why he he becomes a force ghost right away. Sure, absolutely. Or becomes one with the force when he dies. Absolutely, he die he dies yeah. as a Jedi. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, I do wonder because because we didn't see him as a force ghost. Is that is there any vagueness to that? Like, do you, do you think we'll see him again? Anakin? Or Kylo? Kylo, uh, Ben Solo. No, we're not going to see I, We shouldn't, anyhow. Maybe in comics or something like that, but... I mean, I know the, yeah, the, I mean, the, the Rise of Kylo Ren comic is going on now, but I'm talking about Ben Solo in a post-Rise of Skywalker era. No, I don't know if we'd see the, that the again. The Skywalker saga is over, supposedly. Supposedly. There's no need... Well, look, uh, when when uh, Luke uh, when Luke crosses over, we don't see him as a Force ghost until halfway through this movie, or or three quarters of the way through this movie. 
So we don't know if uh, Ben can become a Force Ghost, but we know that he's one with the Force. Yeah, but why? Like this trilogy's like the saga's over now. There's no need to ever bring him back moving forward. That's a fair point. Um, I, yeah, I love it, but I, and I, <clears throat> I, I like the way that JJ kind of attacked this this romance. Is that it's it's epic space fairy tale. So you know, like that Romeo is, and Juliet. That is the big sweeping gesture of love, and I I thought it was really powerful. You know, and, and either way, like Ben Solo cheated death. He saved the one he loved, and Anakin would be super proud of that. And I I love how that dovetails to the prequels uh, with of grandfather to grandson and letting go of hate and selfishness. And it's it's another f you to Palpatine that a uh, a Skywalker. Did did that thing cheating death? He did it. Palpatine did it in his own way, but this I think is a is a much purer form of that, and it's it's possibly the most powerful moment of of the film. And you know to think to think that so many of us were like, just hoping that JJ wouldn't touch this at all. You know, it's I I think uh, I'm I'm glad the way it played out. I'm I'm super happy. Obviously, there's. A legion of fans who are displeased with how it played out because Ben Solo died, but I think it was it was tackled really, really well. Yeah, it's the only way they really could have done it, man. Like, look, in my opinion, the whole uh, times up Me Too movement. Like, you can't have these guys ultimately getting together and having a normal relationship. You know, like it's not healthy. Like, yes, there was love there and all that stuff, but it was just done perfectly here in the sense that. You know, we we all get the gist, but unfortunately, it uh, was never meant to be. Yeah, there you go. Raylo, it's a thing, then not a thing, and uh, whatever, it's done with. Anything else there on that? On that, before we start, we'll start. We'll we'll quicken the pace here as we get towards uh, some of the other characters. But anything else, Carlos? Um, as far as the Ben and Ray thing, no, I think, uh, I think we got the best we can get to try to make the largest amount of people happy, uh, without other people trying to set the world on fire. <laughs> well said. Let's, let's leave it at that. Yeah. Um, let's, you want to touch on Finn? Like, I thought Finn was great in this. Like, I, I thought that he's... Finn and Paul, can we put them together? Finn and Paul? Yeah, sure. I think that um, the, the, uh, the Last Jedi was a little contentious, uh, contentious for both of them. Like we got a little bit of Poe's arc in the Last Jedi, and we kind of felt that literally Finn was thrown to the side with his little side mission. Um, but in this movie, they both come to the forefront, uh, and th- there's history there that we're not aware of, and but it plays to a, a way that um, gives them both power and strength. Uh, and there, there's a, a determination in Finn that I love to see. Like John Boyega's performance is amazing. Yep. And um, the whole Force-sensitive thing, like I've, I've been saying it from the beginning, that the, the Force awakens in Finn, um, that he has... Um, Every time he's he, he thinks he wants to run away, but every time he's confronted, he always fights. And it's he he's making that choice. He's like a he's like a real Jedi. 
and in another world where he would have been <clears throat> picked up early uh, and and trained, he could have been a Jedi. I, I believe. I, I always thought that, and I'm happy to to get those those through lines uh, in this in this movie, and it ties into into Poe as Poe being the the hotshot. Uh, the flyer and then um, the gung-ho uh, commander wannabe general uh, and now he feels conflicted and you see that there's this whole backstory with Poe that he was running Spice and he has a history with Zori Bliss and uh, but through all that there, there's still the relationship with him and Ray that we don't know what's going on and there's like that there's just so much going on with those characters, and I loved watching it on screen. There was not one moment in the film that I was not happy to see uh, Oscar Isaac or John Boyega, and I mean that just made me so happy. The chemistry, the chemistry that the, the like the the trio, the three of them have together is is just yeah, it's so... general, general. And even when they're like upset with each other, that yes. moment, that moment on on uh, Kef Beer when. Uh, well, arg- I'm not Leia. You're damn right you're not. Yeah. No, but there's there's even when they're mad at each other, guess what? They're still adults and they still have they still have a job to do. Like I I love that part. Like there was no pouting, there was no like change.org things happening. <laughs> like, you know, they were able to work through their stuff and get the job done. And like Ray's like, oh, I'm going alone. Yeah, you're going alone with your friends. <laughs> like, we're coming. There's no you're not. There's no argument here. We're just coming. Yep, I I, I love that they they the three of them were together with with Chewie and with three PO and BB eight Do. It was. Can I just say right now? I, I'm gonna put a, put out an olive branch. Three uh, PO was the best he's ever been since Empire. Absolutely, even better than Empire. I don't think there's ever been such comedic relief from from a droid to such a degree. It's such a big role. Anyway, he had a big role in this. There's a big role and. Uh, he's not annoying at all. Um, even I love though that scene where he's telling him like the forty second year, and they all just turn around and look at him, and he just looks back. Like, yeah, I know. I thought I, 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 for me, this is a, the the you know uh, this should have been called the redemption of three PO. Redemption. He was so. he was fantastic in this. He was yeah. so unbelievably good, and it's unfortunate that R two wasn't able to be there as well. Because again, yeah. he he did not do much. Oh, he took a backseat for sure, which I was kind of a bit upset about. You know, again, he restores memory. He has a few lines. The second time around, I tried to have a go at the secondary characters because I really felt that a lot of these characters were unnecessary. Like uh, Dominic Mon- Monaghan's character, really unnecessary. Rose Tico, like I said, got Jar Jar. Uh, Billy Lord's character, Connix. You know, there was more for her there. You, they didn't necessarily have to write things the way that they did and hire all these new people. You know what I mean? I mean, they had some of the roots already established there. Even Phasma, you know, I, I that's one of the things I, I'm disappointed she's gone because she could have picked up some of the uh, leverage from her, some of the script from this film. You know what I mean? Like, no, but Phasma, Phasma dying, it, it helps push Finn over. It, it puts him over. It's like, it's I, I like, get it. Uh, it's like a wrestler beating the big bad to 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 get that push. Like I, she watched the last today, today, but I was like, they could have still met, and they could have saved her character for this film, and ah, not necessarily needed like too much. You, you you didn't need pride. 
you could have had her. No, you, you did know. need pride. Pride, pride, pride for me is is like the real hinge point between the first order and the and the the empire. empire. I kind of get it, but I, I still feel like Phasma could have served that purpose too. How if she didn't work for the empire? I, you needed pride. Like I'm telling you right now, you need a pride. Like you you take him out of the movie and it's like. Yeah, he is. If he you is take that away that conversation, yeah, he's the connection to Palpatine. Like, there's, he he's almost the mole in the First Order, but he's the mole for Palpatine. Yeah, he's he's he would be the guy that report back to Palpatine for sure. Yeah, which he did absolutely. Which he did. That's ex- exactly, and we, we get that with that one scene, which I loved. I, I get it because he's old and he was um, uh, part of the Empire, but. I think not only was he part of the empire though he's serving him as a Sith he calls him my lord bah, well, he's, 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 he's a he's he's a yeah he's he's right down the rabbit hole for Palpatine he's a devotee like 100% yeah, he, he may as well have been in, in that arena on Exegol like yep he's a complete Palpatine fanboy um yeah just going back to Finn for a sec like I I love, I, I, like it. It enha- him being force sensitive really enhances Force Awakens for me now. Yep. And just that moment in, in the uh, in the village where Finn does not shoot, and Kylo kind of looks back, looks over at him. He felt it too, and that's why he knows the the which of of the thousands and thousands of troopers available to him, he knows it's FN two one eight seven that helped yep. Poe escape, because he felt it in the Force. And I love that they went. I love that they went there with this. And and the moment that Ray dies, and Finn, Finn is on the Falcon and he feels it. Yep. John Boyega crushes that moment too. Crushes it. It's it's fantastic. And 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 there, God of all of all the loose threads that could be picked up on in in future stories. You think Finn's gonna just let that go, or could they? create a story where Finn goes down the Jedi path. Maybe Ray trains him up. That could easily be a story that happens at some point. Like, I don't, I don't think Finn would just let that go now that he's sort of touched that power. Um, yeah. As for Poe, I, I thought it, you know, I thought his arc in, in the last Jedi was great, but uh, in here, like I liked seeing him struggle with the weight of leadership and like this cocky guy, grappling with the the gravity of the decisions he's now forced to make i i love i love to see that struggle and even like at the the end in the space battle at the end when they're just being picked off and he's apologizing like my friends i'm sorry that this is it like he's defeated and it's it's set up a a great like on your left moment yeah that, that, that's what that was for me. Like that, that was Lando coming through on your left. May as well have said that. Might as well, yeah. Like the this the and it's funny, like the Sam Wilson thing, right? Like it's just um, I don't know. It's just great, man. It's just ugh, so good, so good, yeah. man. But did you feel like making making Poe a spice runner was? I, I wasn't a huge fan of that. I like the backstory. Oh. I like the connection with Zori Bliss. I just wish they had cho- again. And this is getting hung up on a detail, but 
I wish they they could have chosen anything else other than Spice Runner just to different. Why not? Why not Spice Runner? I, I I feel like it was almost done just to make him that much closer to Han Solo as a cool guy. Again, you're right. Like, uh, why not? Like, who, again, I'm like I'm admitting to getting hung up on a detail here. But I also feel like we just like flip the egg timer till we get Poe and Zori issue one, and their hijinks as as scoundrels and, and spice smugglers. Which I'll read. I, I like it, and it's funny, you know, because he hot he hot rods the or he hot wires the the speeder on Pasana. He's like, how did you learn how to do that? Yep, that was kind of fine with it, man. <laughs> that that was Whatever. awesome. I mean, like that was granted. so cool. But like when Han Solo tried to hot wire a door, it actually closed on him. Like <laughs> it's just, <laughs> I, I I like that the whole hot wiring thing, and uh, I like Finn's like, hmm, how do you you know, where'd you learn that? I, I thought it was great, man. Like, especially in the in in the uh, in the in the in the rush and and the the urgency of the moment. Like to have those little comedic moments. It's that Star Wars, man. That sure. Star Wars for sure. It was it, this was a v- very much in the spirit of Star Wars. This movie. You know, it's like yeah. Like, oh, well, what do you guys think? And I know the answer to this because I heard JJ say it. But what do you think Finn was going to tell Ray? I can feel the force. Yeah. The first go around, I was like, oh, he loves her. And then after having watched the whole film, I was like, no, it's definitely he's force sensitive. The second time around really reinforced that. Yeah, that that was going to be it. So we'll see. Maybe he will get that chance to tell her because that's one thing I think was left. uh, That's where Kathleen Kennedy's comments come in kind of like, oh, my God, what are they going to do in the future? And I feel like this is it. You know what I mean? Like they can tell these stories again with these three mains and not have it be a Skywalker saga, for example. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It sure. could be. For sure. Even though she's a Skywalker, it's a bit of a loophole. Uh, hey, Babu Frick, man. I'm all in for Babu Frick. Yeah, I think it's awesome. <laughs> he, yeah. he was great. He was, he was, he was endearing. Black, black. He was, he was just an absolute delight. Yeah. Uh, Rose. I, I I think it would really sucks what happened to Rose. I I yeah, think she got, got she got sidelined big time. Uh, yeah, but uh, how many? The, the, this is the problem, okay? Well, and I I agree with you. The, but the thing is, is like, there's only two hours to tell a story. No, but for example, what are you gonna do? You like, yeah. Uh, what's his face? Dominic Monaghan's character got more lines than than Rose. All any of those lines could have easily been given to Rose, and at yep. least give her something. Hundred percent agree. Like. Even Zori Bliss was a cool character, but even at that, they, they could have kept other characters like Connix as well. She could have taken up some of those lines, split them between the two. Like, that was the most pointless thing. That's like JJ's my buddy. Let's do this. I, I, I like I, I love Zori Bliss for sure, but I and I don't want to. I, I like her in the movie. I wouldn't, I don't suggest not having her in the movie. I just, I just wish Rose had a little bit more to do. Yeah, I'm not attached to Rose. I think that Rose has her place in the resistance. She's very close to Leia. I think that's a promotion. Oh, and for we should sure. take this it way. At least, at least we should they take explained it as a promotion. It. They explained it in this film where at least they stopped for a second and said, Rose, you have to come with us. And she's like, no, I've been given this duty by Leia. At least they kind of touch on it and say like, you know, yeah, I'm preoccupied. They do, they do acknowledge the character and I am grateful for that. It's just, yeah, I like, I like the character anyway. I, this is what I thought when 
we, we talked that about was this a, a long time ago. I, I figured JJ inherited her, and he has no idea what to do with her because she. No, I, I feel it was serving the toxicity, man. They didn't want to rip, put ripples in the water. What do you mean? Like they didn't. The character itself caused a bit of waves, and they just didn't want to accentuate that. Oh, you think so? They, keep... they took the the, the low uh, road. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I don't know though. Um, yeah, I just I, I I wish she had a little, just a little bit more to to do. Not not a lot, but at least at least she was in it because there was a while we thought, well, is she in it at all? But uh, yeah, I, I'm sure we'll see her again at some point in a future story. And again, she had like such a specific function in the in the Last Jedi in in terms of Finn's arc that maybe JJ just didn't have function for her here well it seemed like they had a bit of a romantic arc going or it was meant to be built upon but i guess not finn just kind of touches her shoulder and is like moving on moving on what about okay let's we haven't really talked about hux like for me the my biggest complaint of this movie is sort of hux's about face and i know that he says like um I don't, I don't. I don't care if you win. I just want Kylo Ren to, win, to lose. lose. I need yeah. Kylo to Ren to lose, and that's fine. I just don't know that he needed to flip on the first order. I never would have thought that that frothing at the mouth lunatic would ever flip on the first order. So that was a bit weird. But also, that's a thing where Ryan Johnson, his portrayal of Hux in the Last Jedi, like you can make the case that it rendered the character like impotent. Exactly. Like, I honestly feel that's why JJ just got rid of him. And that, whether you like it or not, I, I'm taking that with me, man. Is that the writer's thing? Like, like it really, the character changed. Like, when you see him give the speech in TFA, you know, about uh, when they're about to kill the Hosnian Prime system, the character is the real deal. Right off the bat, in The Last Jedi, he's made to look a fool. He looks sickly. Uh, yeah, I don't looks, know. Yeah, it's. I mean, again, I think one of the. I think the last Jedi is still spectacular, but I think one of the things it is a little bit guilty of is that it goes too far, in a lot of cases, in in, in creating a blank slate for for JJ, which is why the movie ha- feels like like this is my okay. My daughter, we, we left the movie theater. My daughter goes. Uh, first of all, she said it's the only. This is the only time she ever said to me like, "I want to see this movie again right now." <laughs> which I'm like. Okay, we can do that. Not now, but we'll do that. Second thing she said was, it, she, and I swear, I never, she does not follow the rumor mill and the, like we do. She goes, it felt like there was a lot in the movie and there should be another movie. Mm-hmm. This is out of the mouth of a nine-year-old who has no attachment to Star Wars to the, to the point that we're, we're in it every day. And I was like, wow, okay. Like if you detected it, like I felt it too. Like there, there's two movies in that one movie. Yep. And I think that's because the Last Jedi went really far in in taking everything to the ground, and JJ had to build things back up. Such as the thing about Hux. I was gonna the thing about about Hux and his his drastic change from seven to eight is that he's the the biggest booster for Starkiller base. Like that was his idea. Like that was his, that was his baby and it failed. Well, it, it was failed. Yeah. I'm trying to, that's something I'm trying to square away right now because Starkiller was 
in construction before Hux was even born. But he does assume command of it and probably uh, overseeing the final stages of its construction. And he loses it. And he loses it. And he gets kind of tossed under the bus because of it. Absolutely. So it, it, if, if, you, if you look just look at his speech... Yeah, it's all because of Phasma. <laughs> no, but if you look at his speech and, and you're basing everything that happens after that uh, on his speech, but yeah, words don't match the actions <laughs> because his speech was just words. They didn't do anything... Well, yeah, okay. They destroyed the they destroyed the the, the republic, but he's just passionate, and he looks something to be reckoned with. Yeah, I understand, but how much conviction does he have? It looks like a lot in the Force Awakens. No, but no, it's all bark and no bite. That's what that's what I'm trying to tell you. So that's that where I disagree with you. Is that someone screaming at the top of their lungs, and then just following through and destroying an entire solar system? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, think he, he, had, uh, he had the political power, but it's or, or the military powers. But you, you knew the guy was a coward. Yeah, yeah he was smoke, a calls him He was a, 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 a brown cur. brown noser. Yeah, he was a brown noser. The rabid cur. The guy, he was spineless, but he was also like. I like the character, and I like both versions of the character. But now it's at the point where I'm like, well, he was kind of trashed. <laughs> There's nothing to do with him by Rise of Skywalker, other than make him this this mole and have have pride blast him in the chest so suddenly how many how many how many cool bad guys do we need like most of the bad guys need to be the bad guys need to be bad guys yeah like they, they, they can't all be awesome like that's why i wish phasma would have stuck around that's on ryan there but anyway uh, how about uh, we, we didn't really talk about snoke not that we need to because as it turns out snoke's pretty much irrelevant He's never a big. He'll be deal back. To begin he's with. in a formaldehyde jar. We know that. Well, that whole planet got trashed, didn't it? I wonder if he's spilled all over the floor now. <clears throat> but yeah, like he's basically a clone, which is wild. That that's that's a, that was a weird left turn for the character. I thought we yeah. would just not address it. Really, I made Snoke. I was like, what? Yeah, that was that was pretty wild stuff. Um, in, in essence, really, Snoke is Palpatine. Yeah, which you know that was one of the theories way back when, with all the stupid theories. Snoke is is Palpatine. Yeah, he's a puppet, right? He was he's... a literal puppet. Yeah. So yeah, rest in peace. Uh, various iterations of Snoke. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. I think we're about ready to wrap it up. I think. Uh, any, any other characters or point that you want to touch on before we start to close it down? I just want to say that I don't want to come off as not really liking this film. Like, uh, I really enjoyed myself the second time around. I really had a lot of issues with it the first. I was very conflicted. Um, I'm trying to be as positive. You know, the first time around, I was really hurt and whatever, you know, like, but I didn't get out there online and piss on people for their opinions or uh, get argumentative and dissentful, like disrespectful, all that stuff. Like I just kind of kept it within and spoke to some other people like behind closed doors and, you know, civil discourse. That's all it takes. You know, it's a space movie. 
I love it. I get that we're all passionate about it, but I was really hoping this film could have united fandom as opposed to what it's actually really done at this point. It's which never is... going to happen. Never going to happen, Corey. I know. It was just a little upsetting to see. Even though, again, like I said, I had my big problems with this film and I didn't want to. You guys know me. I want to love Star Wars all the time, but I got to also be honest with myself too, you know? Sure, absolutely. And and But that doesn't mean disrespecting other people. <laughs> like, ugh. Yeah. Which is, it's fine. Like, you're not the only one that was not uh, enthused <laughs> with, I the, don't with mi- the movie. I, see, I, I don't mind people not liking the movie for legitimate reasons. But if I can easily poke a hole through your argument and and show it to be... Well, it's not necessarily even like arguments, it's opinions too, you know? Okay, so if I can poke a hole through your, your, your the reasoning behind your opinion, then you're just showing who you really are. And that's that's fine. That's okay if you want to live that way. And I know the truth. Like, you're not hiding anything from me. And maybe you're trying to, like, put yourself out there as somebody who you're not. And that's okay. And you just got to live with yourself. But, like... There are things that I don't like about every single Star Wars movie. Things that I would have done differently. Um, but I, 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 this, I, I can guarantee you that this movie is going to pass the couch test for me. So it's a thumbs up for me. Yeah, this is... this is a, After the first watch, it was... Yeah, this is a thumbs up. Uh, there's, that, there's, that's, that's the worst part, too. Like You got to say this again. Like Just preface this by saying, you know... How many films are we're big Star Wars fans, right? But how many films are you gonna say like you know you have to watch it two three times? But being Star Wars and it being us, we're just like oh yeah, definitely we have to digest and reconsume. But the average moviegoer is not gonna do that. No, they don't. Yeah, but I don't care. This is one thing. Okay, sorry. This is my last. This is my last point. Okay. Um, I heard uh, uh, Rob Wade and 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 Mark Gossif uh, talk on on uh, talk Star Wars about how the average moviegoer uh, uh, talks you know is not going to understand this and they shouldn't have to do like Chewie getting the medal and and all those things like I don't care about the average movie goer i don't care how much money this makes and what the score is on rotten tomatoes because in 20 years all that stuff is going to be relevant we're still going to be talking about star wars about the movie so all those other little things oh they you know they shouldn't have to do this fan service and that fan service they shouldn't have to like do this for you know because the the average movie goer we are not the average movie goer we are star wars fans Yes, this is a podcast. This is a show. Uh, I have to admit, the, the, the metal was a little too much for me, too, there a bit. A bit too fan service but... Why? Leia left it for Chewie. Leia Did left she? Han's metal for Chewie. So it's, it's simple. Maz is there to, to, to transmit the message. Yeah, but like it's, basically it's very... what she's transmitting is, you know, how fandom was really upset. You didn't get a medal in New, New Hope. Well, here it is. I don't know. I, I That's was exactly perfect. what it is. I failed to see the problem. I don't know what the problem is. It's fan service. So who cares? Anyway, it threw it was me great. out of the film a bit. 
I mean, again, it, to me, it just it uh, was one of those things that takes you out of the film a bit. Like, well, here seeing, you go. Like, I want to cram this in there. It's the last of the end of the saga. You're going to get a metal chewy. Because, look, even my this is pinned on my Twitter wall. My five-year-old child at the time, just two years ago, asked why Chewie didn't get a medal in A New Hope. It's a big thing. I get it. But it was all. Okay, obviously... Well, now we got one. Everybody should be happy. He actually got two because it's... when the Chewie miniseries, he got a medal then too. Exactly. <laughs> so the, he has his own medal, and now he's he's the one who gets to hold Han's medal. Like I, That part I, of it's cool. I get that. But that's, that, but that's, what, that's what the message is. No, the message to me is more that Again, you didn't get a medal in A New Hope. Here's a medal now. Yeah, well, whatever. I don't care what the average fan thinks. That That's my point. My, my final point is that the average moviegoer who's like not so into Star Wars, I don't care about you. I'm talking to the Star Wars fans who listen to us week in and week out, who know probably as much as I do and probably a lot more, and I'm, I'm proud to call them my friends, who listen to this show, who are Star Wars fans. This is what we're talking about. The average movie goer, I could not care. I could care less about. I'm talking to the fans. <laughs> For me, it's, fans. A, it's a double-edged sword because obviously we, we choose who we spend our time with, which is Star Wars fans. And But like I said before, like when I speak to my wife about Star about this movie, and she, when she talked about, yeah, of course she has a wife and kids. Like, that was like eye-opening getting getting somebody else's perspective because we all have this idea of palpatine uh being a certain way but the average moviegoer maybe has a very different perspective so yes it's it's true like we 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 sit here and we talk with our pals and i if i'm going to talk star wars i want to talk star wars with our pals who live and breathe this stuff sometimes i think it's helpful to get an outside perspective because it might be it might bring some value to the conversation. No, for sure. I'm just all I'm saying is that you you, you don't don't critique the movie from the standpoint of uh, of trying to appease the average moviegoer. We're a Star Wars podcast. We're talking to Star Wars fans who subscribe to a Star Wars podcast. That's what I'm the, saying. Fans, those issues, but those Sometimes issues you go a little far. Yeah, but. Okay, fine, maybe, but I don't. I don't feel it went too far in this movie. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't either, and I'm pretty sensitive to that stuff. Like when I in Rogue One, when when we see Doctor Evazan and Ponda Baba, I'm like, that's stupid. I don't. I don't. That to me, I didn't like at all. See, so, yeah, I, I don't mind that. Like, I didn't mind that at all. It's, I like, mean, it's the, meaningless. It's just... Ultimately, it doesn't impact the story at all. I just, I found it tacky. Well, but to be honest, I, I honestly feel like the thing about Chewie getting the medal is not about. It's Han's medal and blah, blah, blah. It's honestly about closing a loop in the fandom and an inside joke between fandom. That you're getting your medal now, you know, to shut everybody up. Which is okay. We got shortchanged uh, the, the Chewie Leia hug at the end of TFA. We get this instead, which, which is fine. Yeah, his, Chewie's meltdown was awesome. Oh, yeah. Like, how about, like that was – that? oh, man, I felt so bad for Chewie. Just, yeah, he, he was in agony there. Yeah. Like, okay, no. so uh, part two of a review uh, in in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, this thing's going on and on and on. Let's let's yeah, let's give our our verdict here. I mean, I think Carlos, you you you're kind of giving it a thumbs up. Where are you? Oh, at, definitely. I'm gonna give it a thumbs up as well. Uh, I still got to see it a third time. It did 
a lot of things in this movie. There's so much going on. It had a lot to deal with. I uh, still have my issues, but uh, in the long run, like I said, the last time I saw it, I cried, I wept, I laughed. I had a great time. All around, I had a great time, even the first night, too, you know, so I just love Star Wars. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I I love this movie, despite its various faults. And, and like I said earlier, it's not as, as like subtexty or artful as, as The Last Jedi, but it's a riot. And it has some big emotional moments. Um, but I'm, I'm going to watch this movie a whole lot. I'm going to enjoy the hell out of it for a lot of years to come. I love these characters. Um, yeah, I. The only the, the the big questions I need answered is like, I still need to know. And this movie didn't address it. Why did Anakin never reach out to Ben Solo? Did he try as he was heading down to the dark? Did he even try? I I, I wish we had that answer. He got blocked. Maybe he got blocked. I wish I knew. Um, one of the things I thought was missing from like the goodbye sequence was a, a goodbye between Finn and Rey. I thought that was left completely vague, and it makes me. It, that's why I think that maybe there, there's more to tell with these two story. But yeah, I, I love it. I, I, I will say this though, and I, I, I will say that I give this movie two thumbs up. It's Carlos. It's going to pass the couch test. It will be up there on my list of favorite Star Wars movies. But I will say this. For the God, love of God, Lucasfilm, for your next series of films, find one person and stick yes. with them. Get oh, a please. singular vision, if only to avoid the argument in fandom that there is exactly. no, no cohesion. And it, Yeah, uh, I co- agree. Cohesion is good. So get that person, stick with their vision, live with it. Don't fire them halfway through. Don't spread the baton. Don't give it to this guy, then that girl, and then don't do that. <clears throat> Ryan Johnson. <clears throat> it, whatever, whoever you choose, I'm sure you'll choose somebody who's fine. Just stick with that person. That's that is, yeah. That, that's kind of what I. Same writer can change up the directors, but definitely same writer. Just have somebody overseeing this trilogy and and, and putting the, making the big story flow. So yeah, yeah, here, here, uh, I'm there with you. Let's get the singular vision, the unified vision for for the next series of films. We got to have that at this point because the the drama that's dredged up from the directorial changes, it's not healthy, it's not good, and it it just it gives the people who are out there to like the bad faith people out there in air quotes fandom, they will use that issue as as a as a wedge to drive people further apart. So let's, let's not have that stick with the next person and let's, let's, let's do it. I'm looking forward to, to more star Wars. I'm happy that the Skywalker saga ended here. I'm satisfied with the ending and I'm definitely looking forward to what's next. So that's it guys. <laughs> I think we beat up the rise of Skywalker. Uh, round one. <laughs> Yeah, there, you know it's true. There will be we got we got 2020 coming up in a week or so. And uh who knows what that's going to bring, but it will certainly be filled with lots of discussion of the rise of Skywalker, but uh for now that's going to do for this episode where we broke down the rise of Skywalker. We're on the other side. We're into a brave new era of Star Wars, and I'm looking forward to it. So 
That's going to do it. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to send us any feedback about what we said today or any questions for a future pod, you can send those to tumblingsaber at gmail.com. And don't forget to share this podcast with your friends. Uh, leave us. A, it's been a long time since we've had a review. So hit up iTunes, drop us a review. We'll read that on a future podcast. And uh, consider becoming a powerful friend on Patreon. Uh, shout out to our pal, Rob Wade, for endorsing this episode as part of the E14 Endorse Program which you can learn more about at Emotionally14.com. And I I do suggest you go check that out. Get some laughs in your world and some cool pods in your feed. Emotionally14.com. Be sure to check out our pals also at the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. You can find us as a podcast provider on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever they call it. Or you can take the easy way and just go to StarWarsCommonwealth.com and find out uh, more about all our great shows there. So guys, with all that out of the way... Carlos, where can we find you on social media? You can find me at C Candido Music on Twitter and Instagram or at The Funny Carlos. Uh, you can find me also on Facebook, uh, Carlos Candido Music or carloscandidomusic.com. Over to you, Corey. Well, I just want to honestly say happy holidays, joyous Kwanzaa, happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas. All the best to everybody out there. Uh, I love you guys. We are on the other side of the rise of Skywalker. It's been an amazing journey, no matter what it is, how we feel about it. Just always happy to share this time with you guys, and uh, all the best to you and your families. So hit me up on Twitter at Chop Rules with a Z, and join us in our closed Facebook group at the Tumbling Saber. Always a good time over there. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Well said. Happy holidays, everybody. Merry Christmas. Whatever you celebrate, I hope uh, I hope you have a great time with your family and friends. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Tumbling Saber, also on Instagram, and uh, in the aforementioned closed Facebook group. Come check it out there. We're still going to be talking about Rise of Skywalker for a good while to go, uh, Mandalorian, all that stuff. There's, there's never going to be a dull moment in that Facebook group, so come check it out. And again... Have a great holiday, everybody. We'll talk to you again next week in another episode where we are going to close out 2019 in a big way. And we'll talk to you then. So, guys, have a great week, and may the Force be with you. Static draws me closer dreams fall away signs blindly to the lines on your face beating strong drifting not relive this dream to see you next to me
sleeping soundly smiling not relish dream over and over Are you running away? 